Hey gang, welcome back to another episode of the We Speak English Good Podcast. Today's guest is the wonderfully mindful and and, and mentally healthy Jenny Fur. Uh, Jenny is a fantastic human being. She's just such a sweet person. Uh, she is a peer support specialist. She's a cat enthusiast. She, uh, she, this is, this is off of her link tree, which is called the art hub, which you can find a link in the show notes. So please go down there and click around. Uh, it, 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 she is mental health focused, growth mindset, feeling words and cats. So go check that out. She can also schedule a peer support session with her. And you can find out all about her cat named after Moonster Cheese, who is a very cute, very cute. The whole situation is cute. She, she pushes her cat around in, in a baby carriage. It's just, it's absolutely adorable. So go and do that. You can check out her Ko-Fi. You can find her merchandise. You can do all kinds of stuff on her link tree. So go do that. Go, go check her out. Jenny is going to be on the show here. Just a moment. Oh, let me give you her... Um, let me give her your Twitch, uh, the Twitch thingy here. Uh, it's twitch.tv slash Jenny Fur, and that's J-E-N-N-Y-F-U-R-H. So go get yourself some Jennifer. Go go do that. Go go be somebody. Jenny is coming up here shortly, but first go to readamystique.com. R-E-I-N-A-M-Y-S-T-I-Q-U-E.com. Go check out the latest the latest ep from reina mystique called the moon it's a five track ep powerhouse of pure fire it's 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 fire baby pure fire um (laughs) i actually did one of the songs or produced one of the songs on the the thingy on the ep it's called put down your crown it's a reggae joint i think you'll like it go check it out she can follow you can you can you can also find Raina Mystique on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Raina Mystique. She streams four days a week, Mondays through Friday or Mondays through Thursdays, 8 a.m. to uh to about 12 a.m. p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So go check her out. You can also find We Speak English Good on Twitch as well. That's twitch.tv slash we speak English good. Come be a part of the conversation. Come have talks and 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 win prizes and we do music news on there which i've been you know releasing some of those audios to the the audio feed here and you guys have been seeming to like it so i'm happy that you guys aren't just vomiting in your mouth every time you hear my voice doing the news i've been having a blast with it Um, but we also have our interviews you can ask questions to the guests you can be a part of the community it's very very fun you can also join our discord which is a great way to stay up to date with who's coming on the show connect with other community members and more so it's all so much fun (laughs) you could support the show by clicking on that link in the show notes it's it's called our stream elements 
Uh, it's a Stream Elements uh, 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 merchandise store. And if you're a subscriber on Twitch, you get a discount. So go over there, get yourself a hat, a t-shirt, a sweatshirt, and uh, support the show. That way, you can also support the show on a Threadless. we got a Threadless account. It's wespeakenglishgood.threadless.com. And you can uh, do that. It's a good time. If you want to support the show in other ways, you can like, subscribe, review, like us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Um, uh, all the stuff. The links are in the show notes. Go, go do that. You can also uh, subscribe to us on Apple iTunes or anywhere you listen to the podcast. You can also subs- uh, uh, follow us on Spotify and you can subscribe on YouTube and on Twitch. On YouTube, you'll find some of the music news that's not released on the audio. You can also find it on Twitch, but I know most of y'all use YouTube. So Go check that out. It's over there. It's doing it. It's here. It's now. It's it's uncut. Uh, you can <laughs> what? Does it, what does it, okay, we're moving on. You can also leave a review. Leave a review on our Apple iTunes, or you can leave us a uh, a rating on Spotify. Give us a five star rating if you like the show. You can do that, and it helps the show immensely. It helps us immensely. You can also write the show at WeSpeakEnglishGood at gmail.com and let us know how you're feeling, how you're doing. I hope everything is going okay for you. I hope I hope the world is, is your oyster and, and you're living your best life. You can also go and do things and stuff. I, I think I ran out of stuff. <laughs> That's okay. So next week, uh, we have Matt Waters is back on the show. He's an Ohio singer-songwriter. He's a funky-ass motherfucker. And um, I, I, I can't wait to catch up with him and see what he's been doing. It's been a little bit since he's been on, so I'm excited to have him back on the show. So uh, tune in for Matt Waters. Uh, you can either catch him live on stream this today today on stream at 4 p.m eastern standard time or you can wait for it to come out on the audio feed here on you know the podcast feed here uh uh, on next wednesday so that's who's coming up on wednesday i think we got a lot more stuff coming up i I think i've been running myself to the bones this month so but but i'm just trying to catch up i know we, we had a couple weeks there where it was like music news and guests and uh, I'm trying to keep it moving here, guys. Trying to keep it moving. So, all right, y'all, let's jump into this conversation I had with the really awesomely talented uh, speaker and Twitch streamer and, and mental health guru, Jennifer. Let's hear it for you, girl. Hi, Jenny. How are you doing? How are you feeling today? Well, I'm feeling pretty uh, excited. Um, Humorous because you are funny. No, um, no, I'm feeling excited, kind of nervous. Oh, good. But. No, really just excited, I think. (laughs) 
Well, that's good. I, I'm glad you took the time to be like really think about it. I'm sorry. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you more of an arm here, just just because I feel like you you deserve it, Jenny. You deserve it. Um, the the nervous thing that, that do you get nervous a lot? Is that part of your your existence? Because I know that's me. That's like I'm anxious all the time. I'm like I gotta I gotta go to a family get together this weekend, and I'm just like oh, and like I'm just constantly living in 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 the future, just like oh Lord, please. Yeah, no, definitely <laughs> because essentially I ended my stream today, and I was like, okay, here we are now, and I have this in two hours. <laughs> I feel like I should do something. So then I just tapped all the different apps on my phone for a while. And then I clicked them again. And then I clicked them again because I can't get distracted before two o'clock, even if there's two hours. I mean, 12 o'clock, yeah. even if there's two hours in between. Right. <laughs> um, and so then it's just it's just like. The, and I don't even know if nervous is the right word, but like un, unsettled, mm. I guess. It, it, probably a, a word, once we get in the community, once we get to the point of making up our own words, um, maybe I shouldn't watch chat. Uh, <laughs> it feels like I'm on an airplane right now. And so my ears are bought, like, I don't, all, all the things are like happening right now. And it's kind of weird. Um but the nerves, I guess it's just kind of like, yeah, I living in the future, making sure I get this right. Did I think of this? What all do I need to do beforehand? Oh, I should probably eat too. But nothing sounds good. What do I? Oh, oh and then just like, oh, well, don't let me forget. Just, yeah. So, and then of course, the act of the conversation with you, I think. But so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, uh, as much as like, I feel like tapping on the phone is like one of those, um, I know it's said to like increase these these anxious behaviors and nervous behaviors and stuff, but I feel like it's also been a kind of a lifesaver in the fact that like sometimes out in public, I don't want to be looking at people in the eyes. Like I don't want eye contact. I don't want to be saying hello. Like I, I get weirded out when someone's walking my direction and they get closer and it's like, should I say hi to them? Am I making eye contact? Like, like I can't just stare at them for like, you know, like 20 20 seconds before they get here, uh, you know, like, do I just keep walking? Do I say hi? I know. I'll just stare at my phone and pretend like I'm very busy, you know, messaging and, and talking to people and sharing my life experience with the world. And that will get me out of this terrible situation of making eye contact and saying hello to my neighbors. I don't know. Is that something that you feel like <laughs> that you could relate well, to? I so don't it's weird because I feel like I'm almost like lying sometimes when I say I can identify with that. Eye contact makes me feel kind of uncomfortable. But when I stop, I'm like, okay, yes, no. Last time I, you know, was physically with someone trying to have a conversation and they're, you know, trying to catch my gaze as I'm looking around <laughs> that I'm like, uh, 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 eye contact isn't good anymore. Now, granted, I know that there's the pandemic and that caused us to like not be around people. Yeah. However, it was within like kind of the first six months of the pandemic and then the months after and then continued on because we're here now uh, that I realized that when I did make eye contact with people and have conversations with people, I was kind of masking 
Mm. And I was a professional at masking. Um, mm. I feel like when the pandemic hit and let me not have to think about or or cringe about or strain my muscles about or or just all of that energy, brain power, thought, what goes on behind you, all of those things, I feel like got a break. And then I, all of a sudden I was like the happiest person in the world. Like to the point where I was like, could I potentially be having like a manic episode right now? Because like, oh. I've not felt this happy before. Wow. Wow. Is, is that, do you, do you have those? Do you have manic episodes? Have you had those before? No, no. Mm. And honestly, I think I, I've been, you know, misdiagnosed plenty of times. I, I was put on lithium at one point too. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, I, I was misdiagnosed and put on Abilify, which was just horrendous. How was lithium for you? What, what was that like? Honestly, I don't even remember the, the, the funniest part of all of the medicate, like not to even talk about medications, but the funniest part about all the medications that I've taken my current, um, I guess like antidepressant, cause I'm on four different ones. Cause I have a, a bag of diagnoses. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, uh, the, the antidepressant that I'm on now is an antidepressant that they gave me before I was 18. And my, I'm pretty sure it was my mom who explained, because I didn't totally remember, but I knew there was a medication that I didn't have a good reaction with. But apparently, like, I was almost kind of foaming at the mouth, and we had to go to the ER mm. when I took this, when I was back wow. in, like, high school. Whoa. And I think some it was something about, like, you don't give this to people who are this young kind of thing. And so then when when I've tried literally all of the other meds, and I'm like, she brings up this one. She's like, well, one of the only ones we haven't tried is this one. And I'm like, I feel like there's a reason for that. And so I went back and got my records from my old hospital. And it was that one. But it was like, well, uh, if it was because you were too young, we could try it now. And I mean, I've been pretty fine. I've been fine now. So yeah. um, where did we start with that? Oh, just how? Oh, you said the lithium thing. So this wasn't really a response to the lithium, but rather a different medication. Like notable experiences. I haven't had to go to the hospital for any other medications. Wow, that's that's Um, wow. Foaming at the mouth. That's (laughs) I've never heard of a medication doing that. Bad sand drops. Welcome in the chat. Thank you for that first time chat. And hey, thanks for that follow earlier. If you weren't here earlier. Uh, no, the, the medication thing is so strange to me. It, like, I, I was so very much against it. I was uh, against therapy for a long time. Um, I, I just wasn't, I, I just thought I could eat mushrooms and smoke weed and like, that will get me through it, man. And, you know, I was very natural and, and uh, there were, Going through going through the time where I actively was trying to get a, a, a grip on my mental health, like like you know really working at it and not just being like you know yeah I want to work on it and maybe I'll smoke some weed to calm down. It really was like I, I really need to get a handle on this because it was affecting me and everyone around me. So like it, it, I just for years and years and years I never ever wanted to take any kind of medication. I don't trust. I still don't trust the pharmaceutical company yeah, I, I, what yeah. i'm taking i know that i have a i have i am different than i am now when mm-hmm. i miss like my adhd med or the med this, uh-huh. so i take two stimulants one for adhd and Whoa. one for hypersomnia so <laughs> to stay awake Whoa. and um i i i you know i notice a difference like without those in terms of the stimulant but like i i like 
I don't want to say I like to say, but like, I don't know what I am like off of like what, how I could be different. You know, I, I don't know what they're doing for me basically. And I don't want to have to be dependent on them, but I, you know, I don't know. Just like, yeah, I can't, I can't say I trust them, but I, I have, like, I, I do have a history of like, so I think therapy wise. So I was like bullied in, in middle school. And mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so funny because I didn't really, I can't remember, but I, I can't, I was, I was bullied. And I also remember, so this is a really kind of interesting reflection because of how much I've learned about like the autistic community and just like the neurodivergent community as a whole. But like, I remember I was not the worst bullied. I was not the worst made fun of the worst, like passive aggressive or almost jokes in your face kind of thing bullied. And I didn't ever have any like you know, my parents are still together. There was no abuse. There was no like manipulation. There was no, nothing like notable, no accidents, no extreme deaths or anything. And then I just have all of these problems in high school and and beyond really. Um, And I've always like, is it, how did the bullying do this much of a number on me kind of thing? And um, when the pandemic happened and I got to start, I don't know, feeling like a completely different person ever. Like my brain was open. I was being able to take in new information. I mean, I know that my like kind of learning style and stuff is still different, but anyway, um, just, I guess the space to breathe, (laughs) it's, it's really hard to describe, I guess, but I know King Rome kind of talked about it on Sunday about how like, you know, the pandemic not to negate anything of, the harm that took place during the pandemic. It really changed my life because yeah. I was able to not only sit, stop, take a breath, but I also got to kind of look back at myself and learn things. And also I learned about um, autism in more of a way than I, like when I first, I think maybe met an adult autistic person because we we don't use functioning labels low and high functioning just separates i could be very low functioning tomorrow and be higher functioning the next day mm. that's a thing um so but like hi when i met some, an adult autistic person who didn't appear to have all of the problems that someone would think like you're socializing with me so you can't be autistic kind of thing and all of the things just started to come at me and between autism and ADHD I was like because I got diagnosed with ADHD when I was 22 okay so my senior year of college so no accommodations graduated cum laude hey (laughs) but then got diagnosed with ADHD and it's like a pandemic I guess like illuminated I think a lot of the problems I had but it also gave me the space to investigate Mm. and try different things and learn like oh it was kind of like I have certain sensory needs and now I have time to think about what I could use to kind of support that and I can think of using things that because I think that not to say coping skills are becoming more accepted but like things like wearing headphones to the store Mm -hmm. um like I don't go to the store now without headphones and I don't spin in circles and like things like I didn't know that I was overwhelmed by all of the things that were happening around me. I didn't know. So I would just like spin out, for example, in the grocery store, like, Oh, but this price, this thing here. And then these, like, I didn't know. And so it gave me a chance to start and like 
I don't know, spread things out and kind of understand what was happening. And I'm trying to remember where we like started with this part. Oh, no, it's totally fine. I, you, you naturally got us here, but was... Do you think that with age, without the pandemic, you would have just sort of went on with your normal spinning out and having troubles and not understanding what's going on and never getting time to, to or do you think with age, we sort of start, uh, we start understanding more who we are and maybe eventually you would have figured it out? I, I, because because I had the same situation in the pandemic. I mean, that's when I started getting therapy. Well, it was right before the pandemic I started getting therapy. But then during the pandemic, I was like, okay, I'm going to try meds because therapy is great. But meds, you know, like it seems like that that's the next step because I'm not getting a hold of this stuff. And it, gave, it did give me enough time to sort of work and do stuff. Um, and I'm not sure if I would have figured that out without that downtime, without, you know, taking myself out of this insane schedule that I had as a musician. I think that there's no way to eliminate the amount of pressure that comes from everyday society without yeah. some sort of lockdown. Yeah. yeah. Because then it's always going to be in the back of your head otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I would tend to agree with that because... It, but, it, so, drink. Please. But um, what I have found myself later, okay, actually, here's the real question. What I have been able to discover neurodivergent Twitter before I burned out past the point of being able to function. Mm. Another thing I asked some around me, I was like, I feel like I'm more sensitive to the point where I discovered I could have these sensitivity things. So am I overreacting and now just thinking that I'm sensitive to everything? And someone, I can't remember who it was or what it was, but they said, no, I've found that a lot of, you know, my peers or I myself, just different things, um, have gotten more sensitive with age. And that can come from continuing to live under stress of existence yeah. yeah because if i and so to i i don't it, it's uncomfortable to think about what i like my brain also doesn't like to think about things to a certain point like my brain will like stop like because it's like so unfathomable like another example would be i guess information of my privilege i don't know but rent as an adult like now that money things like I've, I've been fired from my last three jobs I'm on twitch because I'm trying to do it myself because clearly I can't fit in anywhere type mm. thing um I dang ADHD thoughts yo I'm same thing here same thing here <laughs> no it, it, it's hard to it's hard to keep things in track when you're constantly bombarded with everyday existence and, and I feel that I feel that a lot and I've had hard times holding down jobs in my past as well um, I, I, I just always find a way to like, cause I get bored easy and I'm just like, and then it becomes this like horrible thing I have to do every day. And like, it just, it, 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 it it's just the momentum of, of going in and being unhappy, being bored, not being appreciated, not finding reasons to hate other people or they hate me or, 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 or I just, 
I just have always found a reason to be or get fired and not being able to hold a job. I just couldn't until I started working for myself. Now that I'm medicated, I actually have a job now that I really actually like and I'm excelling at, but it's, but it was, I'm not, that's not my career. You know what I mean? Like that's not, I was, I worked for myself for the last seven years as a musician and then the pandemic came and took my job. So I had to uh, figure something else out. But it, but yeah, I, I feel that so much. I'm ADHD. Like I was a kid, I was heavily medicated as a kid. And, and then that's probably why I didn't want to be medicated as an adult, but I, it all came back around and, and now I, I got a clearer vision of what, you know, what I have to do, what my responsibilities are. I can sort of keep things in order. And, uh, but, but I, I really, I really could feel for, with that idea of like n- not having enough time to sort of sort things out for yourself. Things become, you know, overwhelming. Uh, okay. I, listening to you speak that just kind of brought me to where it was. Um, And hi, Bridger. Bridger is so freaking like I found so many people on Twitch. Like, for example, half of my playlist has been produced by Vilde or I call him Wild, but I was going to say Vilde Bousabair or Bridger, who took my dead end domain that I had purchased. But my website went down because I didn't want to pay to renew it and was like, I'll host it. I'll serve it. I'll remake what you have onto this. And now my website is up and running for something that would have been. A lot. Yeah. So shout out to Bridger. Shout out to just shout out. Thanks for that follow, Bridger. I appreciate that. Um, So as you're speaking on that, it kind of led me. So uh, kind of in a response, kind of answering question, kind of anyway, as a student. So I said I graduated cum laude. I have a bachelor's degree, four years. Didn't find out that I was ADHD. Like my mom is a teacher. And I know that like, she was like, how did I not know? And it's just because of all of the poor, 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 poor information and education there is on it. Um, But being able to get through school and then getting the ADHD diagnosis was kind of me. And, And then, and I didn't really understand what it meant. I just knew, thank God, there's at least something that's kind of an excuse, but I didn't understand what fully encompassed it again until I found neurodiversity Twitter. Mm. Um, but after graduating school, my work history is just trash. It's I've made tons of impact. I And every job I lost, they loved me there. I made huge impact there. Mm. And then... And I I don't think I have ever been written up. It was every time a policy violation that had immediate termination connected to it. Mm. Wow. So that to me, I guess, is impulse. Give me a minute, I guess. Yo, impulse is crazy. With the, like, <laughs> impulse can be, can be so... I feel like impulse can be so driving and so and, and so necessary at some points in your life, but then it also finds you some very precarious situations where you're just sort of like, oh, I guess I shouldn't have did that, I guess. But I, I, I can relate to that so much. What, what kind of things were you fired for? I'm just curious because I know what I was fired for, but I mean, like... All right, so <laughs> but mine I was, was a student <laughs> athlete mentor at Iowa mm-hmm. State. Um, and I did that for three years. It's the longest job I've ever held. It wasn't full time. I did it partially in college. And then when I graduated, I got to have more hours. It was amazing. I even tutored a computer science class that was so beginner that they didn't have any other tutors for it. 
But because it was just reading out of the book on how to do these processes on Word and Excel, I tutored 12 different student athletes in this class that I hadn't taken. And they all had A's except for one who had a language barrier. Oh. And then, so the NCAA has this thing called extra benefits. Hmm. And because I was in the position of my job and I only knew the athletes because of my job, that meant I couldn't do so much as give them a pencil. Oh. Or a ride, or be their friend, or any of those things. Okay. And who? Nope, I didn't. I didn't date a student, no matter how much I was approached. <laughs> hey. <laughs> um. I. So there was a student who I uh, developed a pretty good like rapport with, and his mom, like he just ran into a situation where his mom was gonna put in a Target pickup order, and he doesn't have a car. And I was like, "Oh, I can go and pick that up." And I think at the time they didn't, you could still like go there, like it could be behind the counter, and you could pay for it. And so that was on um, a Venmo transaction, like they had sent me the money and I paid it for it with the Venmo anyway. So it was found through a Venmo sweep of, you know, student athlete Venmos and tutor Venmos that I gave this student a service that someone else may have had to pay for, AKA target delivery. Mm. Okay. And that's an NCAA violation. Oops. <laughs> I was crying in that office and one of the guys was like, you're not a bad person. In fact, you're a good person. You just can't do that here. Uh, yeah, that 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 sucks. I, I, I don't like those sort of barriers that get placed. That ripped you know. my heart out, man. I'm sure. I'm sure. That's, but wait, there's more. Well, of course, there always is. So I had a job as a mobile crisis responder, which uh, as states continue to add to their mental health resources, this is something where they have a separate like suicide hotline for the state of Iowa. And I am a response counselor. So someone can call this line. And if they decide that they want someone in person to respond, they dispatch two counselors to that location. And we essentially like help them set up a plan or find members or do what they kind of need or take them to the hospital or whatever and one day because I talk a lot I said something along the lines of I'm kind of feeling off today in fact I think I said it yesterday or today and I was like oh my god that like I just went into a rant of this is why I got fired for my job but um, I said something along the lines of like I don't feel like myself today and it was so like nonchalant but then the next day uh, and, and my coworker was with me and the next day um I get called in by HR and my boss and they were like, so because you reported to your coworker that you were feeling unsafe, this isn't our policy that you can't work while being unsafe. So you're immediately terminated. And I was like, I wouldn't even drive my car if I was unsafe because I can't afford to pay for that accident, let alone anything I could possibly do at work. Not to mention, can you look at my call out history? I call out if I'm not okay. Yeah. Nope. Terminated. Wow. That's, that's, but wild. that one, I made my case and I got unemployment from that. Yeah. <laughs> that so that saved me there, but it was a mental health organization. Bear that in mind now. As we go on to this third one. <laughs> All right, let's go. So I think I got like nine-ish months of unemployment. And I was like, okay, at least I can breathe since my lap, like 
what the frick is going on with my, I have my bachelor's degrees in child, adult and family services. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, I'm, I can breathe. So come February ish, I find this job called peer support specialist at NAMI national Alliance on mental illness. Using your lived experience, like a requirement to ha- to use your lived experience to help support others in their journey. Yeah, I was wondering what, what a peer support specialist was. This sounds genius! <laughs> Who would have thought? How did I never know? Oh my god, what? So I got hired. They were fantastic. They didn't mind my history. They understood. Like, they were, oh, it was wonderful. And then I have to say one guy did leave and I feel like if he were still there, but anyway, very small staff, nonprofit grassroots. There's the executive director. Then there's the board, which I haven't met the board before. I hadn't met the board, but then there was like three of us employees and an office lady and it was part-time. It was just amazing. And, um, two weeks after we started the pandemic hit. So we had to close the center. So what this job was, was we were like a walk-in center that was open every day that basically you could just come and hang out. Like there was food, you could cook, you could do crafts. There was like a quiet sensory kind of room. You could just do what, like, it's just a safe space to exist in. And so we had to close that. And so now our job description becomes post consistent images on Facebook using these quotes from the center, create videos based on these lessons in this book, send a letter every other week, like trade to each and every single peer to let them know, host these Zoom sessions with these peers that you haven't met because we're in the pandemic. Mm. And then the social justice stuff. And uh, there were two kind of incidents here. Uh, So They paid for my peer support training, which was a godsend because that's why I'm here now. Uh, They did not train me. It was trained through someone else, unaffiliated, which was fantastic. And so that was a two-week training. And during that time, um, Juneteenth was coming up. And in a small group, we, like, finished our activities. And I was, like, talking about what we do at the center. And we were comparing because we all come from different jobs. And I was like, oh, a Juneteenth craft would be cool. And I texted my boss and was like, could we do a Juneteenth craft? And then later that week, I'm in the room after having, you know, done all the wiping down every single possible surface ever, um, talking with my coworker who has worked there much longer and telling her about how the peers support training had been going and how I was starting to apply because I think we were just starting to be back in the center because we had to start planning crafts again because we opened back up in June, you know. (laughs) I'm in Iowa, okay? Yo, Ohio (laughs) is the same thing. (laughs) And um, she comes in, my boss comes in and slams her book down. She's like, well, since we're not doing anything, why don't we get started with this staff meeting? And can we start with the fact that we didn't have any crafts planned for this week? Oh. I said, well, I texted you. And she said, we're not going to do that. That could trigger the peers. How would that trigger the peers? My response was, but we're all white here. She said, exactly. Hmm. That was the first time I ever saw red. There's so much snot in my mask. Oh, wow. Um, I can't even remember. So then I have that on top of like, like, oh, my God. I. And then my 90 day review is due the next week. 
And so I'm filling it out, honestly, realizing that I'm not keep I'm, like I haven't been able to keep up with all of the Facebook posts or all of the things. But like, you know, grading myself honestly in that thing, because it's only been 90 days and we have to consider that we were going in the pandemic like that. Give me some room. Yeah. <clears throat> and and also kind of explained my reflections and what I wanted to work on. Felt OK. I went in for my 90 day review and she put this paper in front of me. And it was like a write-up that led to termination and then put another paper in front of me that was a screenshot of a social media post I had shared on Facebook that was inappropriate in her eyes. If you put it up on the stream right at this moment, majority of the people would probably laugh. And then if you stopped for a moment and looked at it and thought, you might be like, oh, okay, I guess maybe that's crossing a line because, you know, like, Women think like just like there's a few different ways to kind of look at it. But ultimately, it was a picture. No, I'm not even going to try to describe it because I'm not going to describe it well enough to plead my case, I guess. Um, but basically, she went as far as to say the black man, the one single black man on the board was appalled that you had shared this on your Facebook page. And so then that was an immediate termination because I violated the social media policy. The... I, I I'm like I'm I want to see this now. I don't, I don't. I mean, I would send it to you. I just. It's probably buried, right? I'm like I'm like seriously scrolling through your. <laughs> oh, I I mean, if you if you if you want me to, I'll I'll. Yeah, I do. I do because I'm interested because it, it's really it's really strange that they would pick this. Do you think that she was harboring ill will or or, or do you think it? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Or because people have been sort of seeing blowback from sort of showing these, uh, you know, different sides of them. I mean, one would say that that, that maybe she was trying to uh, stay out of that political realm and try to keep it more based on mental health rather than choosing to to hold and up. And that's a, valid. A, but based on her reaction to me in regards to that craft, because mm. I was like asking about other holidays that we've done crafts for, mm. like. Like if someone like someone can choose not to do that. And I think that the other part was that I I had also been, you know, coming in and I wasn't like happy and perky because these things were happening. You know, yeah. one day there was a protest at City Hall a block away, like, you know, things were were tense. Yes. And but the, the 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 biggest part here is that this is a mental health drop in space and you hire people who have to have lived mental health experience. Mm hmm. And she let me go. Like, she walked me out saying, I hope you get help. Wow. Um, I sent it to you on Twitter DM. Okay, tight. We're going over. We're, we're pulling it up, y'all. We're pulling it up so we can so we can all see what the, the whole My mom said, I thought it was inappropriate for a public space, but I'm old. And, like, forever, since I've gotten social media, my parents are like, watch what you post that's going to affect employment. Watch what you post that's going to affect affect employment. And so I'll tell you, everything I do post even today, that is still on my mind. And I shared that knowing that it would be public. This It was at this moment during the Juneteenth parade that Officer McNeely realized the beauty in all people. He now understands the fight for uh Equality and unity of the American people, and and for anybody who's watching, it's a, it's sort of a, a white ball cop who's standing proud with his head to the sky, and there's uh there's some like oh she's like she's like dancing on him oh I see 
Okay, so she's sort of, is she grinding on him? Is that what? <laughs> but like, she's also in cultural dress. Yo, uh, and she probably has a really fine ass. So I'm not, I'm sorry. I did the thing. And she, uh, she probably looks real fine too. Like, I mean, I, I, if I was that cop, I'd be happy too. You know, I mean, like, if I was in that position, I love, I love this actually. <laughs> well, it's why I said like it would probably get laughed for the most part, and it's yeah. like you could sit back and pick it apart, part absolutely. Mm -hmm. But I think that she was going too far because she specifically wanted to say that the black man on the board was appalled. The black man on the board was appalled. Well. I mean, that is a possibility. I mean, there is a possibility. I thought he would laugh. <laughs> when she told me that, I was like, did he see it? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, uh, it, it is a possibility. I mean, if you're going with that, there are there are definitely some conservative black folks out there who don't find this stuff funny or don't agree with everything right, that's right. going and on. Right, right. And so that's why I'm saying you can't, like, there were definitely, I talked with people afterwards because I was like, am I, like, I very much recognize that it is valid to be concerned about. But if you want to zoom out a little bit more, mm. then we go into the issue of why are they stalking my social media? Well, that's what's lame. Um, uh, <laughs> call her racist for, call, for saying the black man. <laughs> um, no, well, yeah, that, I mean, I guess but again, that's just part of... I didn't get it. Like, that's why I said impulse. Yeah. Yeah, and and I I personally think this is funny. I think it's awesome. I I have no problem with this. One of the most conservative people on my Facebook has a laugh react right there. <laughs> Kristen Tuhi is says that's funny. That's funny. She's one of the most conservative friends I have. And, and it speaks to, you know, a lot of things that are going on at that time, right? It speaks to a lot of, you know, the, the issues between the cops and, and the black community. It speaks to, you know, just personal feelings uh, of, of the another race. Because everything was up in the air. So, like, it, it was definitely a pool of, like, a lot of not good. But <clears throat> no matter what, I think the part that's been hard for me is that internally I'm still sitting here like this is a mental health organization that hires people with lived mental illness. And then mm -hmm. she like I record I went back the second down. I went back because she didn't give me my 90 day review. She gave me that write up. Right. And right. I was like, oh, no, 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 hold on. I saw you had my 90 day review filled out. So I went back the next day and asked for my uh, 90 day review. And uh, I recorded it. I put my phone in my pocket and I recorded her explaining it to me because oh. I just. I like that. I like the secret recording. Uh-oh. Well, Every yeah. single box on that 90-day review, she checked as unacceptable. I don't model recovery. I don't know what the organization is about. I can't keep up with this. So, like, everything that could be on a 90-day review was checked as unacceptable. Wow. Well, yeah, I mean, it's so so it seems like that there was uh, that she might have had some sort of vendetta out against you. And uh, <laughs> oh, shoot. Sorry. Hold on. That was totally the wrong screen. Uh, but for someone to know that someone has this history of like, you know, not being able to keep these jobs and also is someone with lived mental illness yeah. that you are hiring and to just like rip that out. And be like, no, sorry, it's still not good enough. Like yeah. I get, like like poetic aliens that like can't write you up, can't talk to you, can't nothing. Right, right. It was just straight. You're gone. 
Yeah. No, that 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 seems that seems pretty that seems pretty extreme. She said I hope you get help. <sighs> that, 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 did you say the same back to her? <laughs> I don't know what I said. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? In those moments I don't know. Do you have those moments where you sort of almost separate from yourself, and then your your body's just moving on autopilot, and you're just sort of watching yourself react? Uh, that's I have those moments. I don't know if you could relate to that. More recently, like not a ton. There's not been a lot of them because mm-hmm. I I feel like I've been I don't want to say like sheltered, but I've been I guess just fairly lucky, kind of in different situations. And honestly. There very well could be mystery things that I still don't know about that I have. To right, that's going to pop up here. That as I you just get still older. don't know about. Yeah. So, um, but yes and no. It's really interesting to think back to kind of how I used to think, because now my brain is so much. I, I don't know why I say it's just so much different, but it just feels so much different now that mm. I've like learned these things about myself. That I feel like I just think about the things that I went through just differently. And I don't know if I'm like giving the full effect to what I could have been feeling in those moments or if I can remember how I actually felt in those moments. So and that might mean might be memory. That might mean that I didn't I wasn't as present as I could have been, Hmm. I guess. But now that I'm so present, it's hard to think. Surely I was present in those other, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah, and and you were saying about your jobs that you were usually pretty good at it, and you had good results, and that you weren't. I have never been written up. Yeah, <laughs> and it's just straight out that 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 is strange. That is that is uh that 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 sucks. Um, I I um. She sent me a card saying you've been doing a great job. Oof. That that see that's weird. That's some mixed. Messages. Don't reinforce me and then tell me I, everything I did wrong was un, like everything was unacceptable. Right, right. No, that 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 is tough. That is tough to deal with. So how how do you deal with those kind of situations? Um, you know, how, how do you? Take- well, you know, I hit my wall, but luckily, so I had exhausted my unemployment benefits right before that job had started. But mm-hmm. they uh, enabled it to where if you had recently exhausted your benefits, that you at least would still qualify for like that three hundred dollars a week. Mm-hmm. So. I got another opportunity to stop and breathe. Um, And I finished my peer support training. I took the test, told them what happened. And they're like, oh, yeah, peer supports have a hard time working for organizations because they like to scope creep on you. They like to give you more responsibilities than just supporting the person. Because oftentimes you are someone who can't do all of the bullet points on a job description and are there for that thing. so they like they were like not to say typical but they they weren't surprised that I had lost my job and you know still let me take the test and stuff and I can't really remember to, I think I was involved with like someone else's small business and I was like trying to kind of assist her and then I was like I kind of want to do my own thing I think I can do my own thing yeah I kind of want to and then okay also so to throw start throwing some music in here The reason I knew of Twitch, I knew of Twitch because of video games. But Mm -hmm. during the pandemic, um, my partner was living with me and he is a producer. He's just not been on Twitch lately, so I haven't referenced him. But Mm -hmm. um, he makes music. And, you know, when all the pandemic started, all the people started streaming. So Illmind producer was streaming eight hours a day, five days a week. 
and he was watching ill mind and after i was like what the frick are bits what are you talking about? like what why are you giving someone pennies like you don't have to like just all the things and <laughs> yeah i kind of would watch a little more and then i would catch he would do these motivation mondays and that's when my fingers get all itchy <laughs> uh is when it's like you know self-helpy positive uplifting how do we forward and i oh i read a book called chop wood carry water Hmm. How to fall in love with the process of becoming great. And that's also the book that Matt Campbell from Ohio uh, has all his uh, football players read as well. And it was just just like a side note. It was kind of cool. I didn't read it because of that. But anyway, um, it was just it. I've read so many amazing books since then, but it was really kind of, I think the cornerstone for me that was like, as long as you put your mind to it and you keep showing up and you keep doing these things, like you will get there Mm -hmm. and you can't expect to see like the really positive thing. Like it was just really good about patience, falling in love with the process of becoming great. Um, Winning in the dark. Um, This is so the term uh, Frick, what is it? Uh, The process, the process. I think, Saban, if you're not in sports, you wouldn't know, but I think there's a a higher name coach who it's like, oh, trust the process, trust the process, trust the process. And this is kind of what that is. Now, the ironic thing, the ironic reason that that book came on my radar was not because of the athletes. It was actually because I got roped into an Amway interview. (laughs) Let's go Amway. They wanted me to read this book before they came back to the second interview, before they introduced us to their sponsor person. Hey, yeah. Yeah. I love that. I didn't know what Amway was at the time, but my partner did. Oh yeah. Amway's. I think my parents did Amway back in the day. Like it's basically a pyramid scheme. If anyone doesn't know what it is, it's Basically, and they sell literally everything. Yeah, you're just hawking products and you're building other people to sell stuff under you and then they pay you money. It's, it's, it's crazy. I'm from Ohio. I'm from Toledo, Ohio. See Markin saying corn, 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 corn. Plenty of corn. Plenty of corn here as well. We, we, we're, we're doing a big... Is that That's that's the video uh, that, that you showed yes, me? Yes, yes. <laughs> so I showed him the corn video earlier, guys. <laughs> Why don't we catch people up on the corn video? How about that? And then we'll come back yes, to it. Yes, that works so what, for me. What were, what, what were we just talking about? We are talking about Amway. So let, let, let's, let's, let's catch everybody up on this corn video because it's very, very hilarious. So we'll, we'll go back to the screen here. and Let's have... Two Ohioans in Iowa. Listen, when I lived in Southern California, everyone thought that Ohio was Iowa, so it's easy to confuse. Yes, Iowa, Ohio, and Idaho. Idaho, yes, Idaho as well. It's like Idaho is like still kind of on the West Coast. So how are you? I say, okay, guys, I'm from Iowa, not potatoes, corn. Potatoes is in Idaho. (laughs) I was corn. (laughs) I'm corn. I'm corn. All right, let's check out this Interstate uh, 80, Iowa. Interstate 80, Iowa. Oh, and Mississippi River. Okay, go ahead. Why don't you do that? Davenport. Corn, 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 corn. What's that smell? Corn, 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 Iowa City. Corn, 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 corn. Look a tree. Corn, 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 corn. There's that smell again. Corn, 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 comes along Missouri River. 
I'm still going to go feed him. I just felt like that was an opportunity to show him off, but he hates me now. So I'll oh, be right okay. back. Yeah, go feed your cat. Go feed Monster Cheese cat. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Why don't I show? Why don't I show my completely outdated uh, Cleveland video? J- trigger warning, friends. <laughs> trigger warning. They do say some rude shit at this, but this is a. I, I'm not from Cleveland, but I am a. Um, but I am from Ohio, so that's Jenny. Well, okay. Where is it? Well, gee whiz, what what happened? Oh yeah, here it is. Yeah, here, have fun with this one. Fun times in Cleveland again. Still Cleveland. Come on down to Cleveland Town, everyone. Under construction since 1868. See our river that catches on fire. It's so polluted that all our fish have AIDS. We see the sun almost three times a year. This guy has at least two DUIs. The flats look like a Scooby-Doo ghost town. Don't slow down in East Cleveland or you'll die. Our economy's based on LeBron James. Buy a house for the price of a VCR. Our main export is crippling depression. We're so retarded that we think this is art. It could be worse though, at least we're not Detroit. We're We're not not Detroit. Detroit. Like I said, there's a... (laughs) This is from 2009, as you can see here. Uh, it's from 2009, so, you know, we're, we're, we're going to have to excuse some of the verbiage. Um, it was a different time in 2009. Very different time. Very different. But uh, it, it, but it, it, it does sort of explain a lot what's going on. Amish country, yeah, we have Amish country here in Ohio. Uh, here in Toledo, we're known for Jamie Farr. Jamie Farr is, uh, of course, Jamie Farr is, uh, is there any Toledo songs? Jamie Farr is the guy who cross-dressed, is, is that okay to say cross-dressed? I don't know. I don't know what's okay anymore. He cross-dressed on, uh, uh, on M.A.S.H. So, um, I don't know if you guys ever seen M.A.S.H. or heard of M.A.S.H., but uh, that was a TV show about uh, the Vietnam War, and it was about a mass unit in, I think that's what they call them, a mass unit. It was a medical unit uh, in, in the Vietnam War. And uh, yeah, and he was Jamie Farr. Poetic Alien, thank you so much for that follow. And look at my emotes. Look at them go. Still doing weird things. That I'm not sure what's going on. Uh, if Yeah. Suicide is painless. Yes, there you go. Does you, anyone from my stream remember what I confused a word with mash? I thought they were talking about mash and I started talking about how that's my grandma's favorite show and it wasn't mash that they <laughs> typed in the chat. Does anyone happen to remember? It's Thomas. Sorry, Ed- I just saw mash. And is Thomas be- Edison from Ohio? I mean, we... Thomas Edison. Also, uh, uh, the lady who was married to um, to Tom Cruise for a little bit. Well, and she had babies with him. Surrey Cruise. What's a Katie Holmes is from Ohio as well. From Toledo. Oh, we have Tom Cruise. Oh, Ohio. I would. Tom no, Cruise. We is don't from have Iowa? Tom Cruise. We have Ashton Kutcher. Look, what? I, Brain? I, I I look and I typed Tom Cruise instead of Ohio. <laughs> Neurodivergence. What? Yep, Milan, Ohio. Neil Armstrong. So there you go, guys. Lots of lots of fun things. We had like four presidents from Ohio. We had Slipknot. 
Slipknot, no. Slipknot is dope. Was it Slipknot? I think it was Slipknot. Corey Taylor. Yeah, they are from Iowa. Corey Taylor. <laughs> you almost is, said Ohio. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. That's just. Are, are you fan- also the Field of Dreams? Ooh, we have Brad Pitt. Oh yeah, Brad Pitt's from uh, uh, what? What's he called? Uh, Florida, right? <laughs> or or are you from Florida, Gene? I know you're in Florida, but I don't know if you're from Florida. I know that he was from the South. Sarah Jessica Parker's from Ohio. Oh my gosh. I guess I guess that new show is pretty good. I would have expected her to be from New York. Yeah, right. The Wright <laughs> brothers. Okay, here's a fun fact about Ohio: is that we fight with North Carolina on who invented aviation. So on our license plate, we have birthplace of aviation, and in North Carolina, I think it's North Carolina, they have on their license plate birthplace of aviation. So we kind of got a thing. Ope, I'm not gonna go there anytime soon. Ope, that's a great Midwest thing. Ope. Oh, excuse me. Oh, sorry. Okay, if if this is fun, if this is like fun, awkward video time, can I send you a TikTok that I made of my dad and his neighbor using, you know, Charlie Barron's? Is that like... He's like a Midwest guy that does the... uh, The Midwest things. Oh my God, I can't even explain it. I might, I might. I spend an exorbitant amount of time on TikTok, so probably. You do? I, I don't actually. I um, do. I'm, I'm. It's, it's really sad, and I just found out how involved the Chinese are in like stealing our data, American data from the American TikTok. It's, I'm not trying to talk shit about the Chinese, but you know, the, 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 the country, the people who run the country over there are crazy or, or wild. I'm sorry. No ableism here. No ableism, folks. You stay out of here, ableism. Uh, send me the thingy and and we'll play it because I'm 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 always up. I send it on Twitter DM again. Sorry. No, I don't care. That's that's an easy. I'm already there. Let's go. The fish fry. It's a Midwest staple, like beer, ranch. Oh. And spend an extra ten bucks on gas. Drive forty-five okay. minutes to the nearest nearest Olive Garden because they got free breadsticks. What I'm the fish fry. Oh it's no. Oh no. Midwest staple, like beer, ranch, and spend an extra 10 bucks on gas, drive 45 minutes to the nearest Olive Garden because they got So what I did was I used the, the fish sound fry. It's from a, Charlie it's a Midwest staple, Barrett, like, like beer, does ranch. All the Midwest videos. Yeah. And he was making something like he was doing a fish fry. Yeah. And I don't think they were doing fish. I think they were doing something else, but it was such a dad sound and so Midwestern. I don't know if you heard what he was saying and stuff, but yeah, ranch, um, fish fry. It, it, just like the ultimate dadness. Yeah. Um, so I haven't seen this guy before, but I, I do. I mean, that's my dad. That's not Charlie. Oh, that's your dad right there. And he was doing all the things. Let, let's watch yeah, it again. I think that how you when you clicked, if you look, when you clicked the thing, you clicked his name popped up when it showed like the comment side. Mm. Oh, I see. Spend an extra 10 bucks on gas. Drive 45 Click, like, the comment the side. Olive Garden because they got free breadsticks. What I'm, the, the fish fry. It's a Midwest. See, original like sound. Charlie Barron. There he is. There he is. Oh, come on, bruh. Okay, so it... It's uh, just funky layout. Yeah, oh, Jeez. I see. Pack him for a... Uh, hold on. We're, we'll, uh, let me see. I can go like this. 
And we'll cover up a little bit of Jenny's face. Sorry, everything's on the rack. Andy, AIS 930. Billy, lock your door. Jeez. Pack him for up north. It's a big day. Train all year for this. Tetris, two times a day. No exceptions. Been doing it for six months. Do you mind? Come on. The shapes (laughs) come in all different sizes and you got to find a way to maneuver them. And you don't have a lot of time because everybody waits till the last minute to bring their suitcase down. All right. Tent. Check. Tackle box. Check. Testicle toss. Check. Check. (laughs) Get it. There's two of them. So this year I'm hoping to have a lot more suitcases, a lot less grocery bags that they just threw their crap in. There's no circles in Tetris. Hey, who put the woodcock in the packing pile? Bridget, this you? We have just enough space for everything we need, okay? But if you got a reason, I'd like to hear it. It is a nice woodcock. Do I need a trailer? Did Michelangelo need a chainsaw? This is my blank canvas. I'm an artist, a visionary, a dad packing for vacation. Let's get to work. You gotta pack the truck. Come on, what else you got? Where is the top for this too late? Ah, time to get in. Some people say Tetris is about precision. We know it's all about speed. Every minute we spend here, last time we spend on the lake. One ski, two ski, red ski, blue ski. Daddy likes. These Crocs gotta get better grip. Dad's in the zone. Don't stop believing. Going through the bottom. What else we got? God, this is so relatable. Uh, it's, it's like a glove. Terribly oh, whoa, relatable. Whoa, whoa, what is this stuff? <laughs> Last call was an hour ago. Okay, what's in here that's so important? Your sleeping bag? I don't know how we're going to find room for that. There's nothing in here we don't need. All right, think. Let's just set this here for a second. No, no, no. I got it. Oh, shoot. No. No. Not wasn't the wasn't time to go. This is why I want everything in suitcases, guys. Dad's not crying. He's just sweating in his eyes. You know, who needs a bull flex <laughs> when you got ratchet straps? That's not going anywhere. Let's get the AC cooking. Has anyone seen Dad's cell phone? Can someone call it, please? <laughs> it's oh. the Tetris. We got to unload it. <laughs> Did everyone use the bathroom? Speak now or forever hold your pee. <laughs> you guys get that? Up north. Why Nothing does no parent ever say Everybody out, speak let's now set up camp. Gotta grab the I know, that, that's pretty Put genius. Right. Where's the tent? Tent? No, 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 no. What do we do? What do we do? Ducks. Duct tape. Dad packed everything except the tent. <laughs> well, kids, uh, the bad news is Dad forgot the tent. But the good news is he remembered the duct tape and the tarp. The nice thing about the Silverado is it comes with a bed. And look, you each got your own rooms. Won't this be fun? And bead curtains. This bead. <laughs> you get the idea. Ugh. Timothy, you're not walking home. Betsy out of the rack. Oh, did you come to see Grandpa? You want to learn how to install a drain saddle? Come on, it'll be fun. I show you. Where in the hell did I put my glasses? Every day's an Easter egg hunt. When I was your age, Milwaukee Bucks were the Milwaukee Fawns. Yellow. No, I Yellow. can't today. I'm busy. Yellow. I got a singles meetup later. Yeah, your <laughs> Uncle Leonard's funeral. When I was your age, age cheddar was just called cheddar. All right, now make sure you call me if you need a ride. And if you don't have change, you can call me collect. But make sure you say the whole location so I don't have to accept the charges. When I was your age, you know what we called jet skiing? Standing on two skis after eating grandma's bean burrito. So I got good news and I got bad news. The good news is I know where your inheritance is. The bad news is, well, actually, he's a prince. I don't see how that's bad news. Give grandpa a hand, will you? Oh, you got that strength. You got that from my side of the family. Oh my gosh, it smells good in here. You are such a good cook. You know, you got that from my side of the family. You ran out of gas? That you got from your grandma's side of the family. <laughs> ah. <laughs>
And you know, I used to sit right here and watch the cows. Now I watch the cars. That man is biking with tights. Unreal. So you get a one-fourth inch bit <laughs> and... Unreal. Ah, son of a... I mean... Jeepers cripes. Get grandpa a beer, will ya? You want lunch? I got a uh, pickled herring and liverwurst on rye or a uh, pickled herring and liverwurst <laughs> on wheat. Oh, never mind, I'm on a wheat. What do you mean you're not hungry? <laughs> what? Yellow, 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 orange. I mean, yellow. Who's this? My grandson who? Where do I yank? It's battery powered? Did what's his name make this? Elon Muskie? What do you mean it walks <laughs> for me? Wow. To hell with it. This wow. is better than the walker. Might go to the quick trip. I got fish in the freezer, all right? Take some home with you. These are from March. Pretty good yet. Seriously, take them home. If the DNR stops, buy them and deep sugar. We got onion, tomato, sweet corn, Tom and eggplant. Tomato. Richard, why is your kid laughing when I say eggplant? Addie, will you help me with this iPod your dad got me? Oh my gosh. It's a coaster that tells time. Now I've seen everything. <laughs> When your windshield hits the paintbrush, you stop. Grandpa, can you turn up the heat? I'm freezing in here. Oh, oh my gosh, sure. we had a golf ball, fit? not a hey, paintbrush. Hey, you remember Mr. Anderson <laughs> at that bait shop back on Main Street in 84? He used to play with his kids, pond hockey. His wife's family owned that shop back in Oconomowoc with the nice flowers set out front. Oh, what about him? Uh, he died. <laughs> oh, sorry, are you thirsty? You want a pop? It says, give me the dew. That's for you. And it's like from 1975. Make the words bigger. I can't read this. Ah, this is a bill. I don't want to read this. This is a good lesson. Technology is evil. It's just a bunch of gosh darn corporations sucking the little time we have left out of our souls until this rock spins into the sun so they can buy a third yacht. Oh, it's not a bill. It's a credit. I get two months free on Spectrum. Gotta love technology. You remember Tom, the <laughs> priest from St. Anne's? Yeah, he gave those long homilies. One time I clocked him in at 42 minutes. That was the homily about Jesus multiplying multiplying the fishes and whatnot. And I, I, I remember saying, you know, why can't I multiply the fishes like that? Oh, what about him? Oh, he died. <laughs> Gosh darn Philip Morris. Alexa, wake up. Enough of the silent treatment. I'm sorry I called you Siri the other day. Hello. <laughs> Who's this? It's me, Grandpa Molly. Why are you calling? You called me. Why am I looking what? I see your face. Jeepers, cripes, it's voodoo. I gotta go to confession. Boom. <laughs> Read them and weep. Say my name. Grandpa. You gosh darn right. This is great. I'll be able to get my steps in. Who in the hell is this guy? He's a what now? Well, he looks under the influence to me. Opie? Oh. What does Opie mean? Oops. I don't get it. Oh, excuse me. After oh. you. Oh. Take my money, you son of a Hello, man. Denise. <laughs> I'm going to the quick trip. Oh, did you come to see Grandpa? Oh my gosh! Yeah, that. So they've added longer videos. <laughs> yeah, right. That was that was that was. I just kept waiting for it to be done, and it was like three TikTok sticks stitched together. Yeah, they just keep they just keep it going. Uh, that's TikTok. Yeah, TikTok is actually supposed to start doing uh, ten minute videos. So watch out! Even more of your time. Flush down the toilet with TikTok. I I, I just love it. I just love it. Uh, yeah, so, so you know, there's a lot of social media, uh, they, they're linking a lot of this uh, mental health, uh, the problems that we have these days to, to social media, like with people, like we have more suicide rates now than ever, and, and some of that's probably because of the pandemic, and we have more drug overdoses now than ever. Mighty Mighty, welcome in, Mighty Mighty. Uh, you missed your thing earlier, Mighty Mighty, and we're not going to forget what we're talking about, folks, but I do have to do this for Mighty Mighty because... Oh, wait, we already did it. Never mind. You already got yours, Mighty Mighty. Anyways, 
good to see you, Mighty Mighty. Uh, <laughs> but but you know, with the you know, we're seeing sort of a I don't know if it's a direct correlation or not, but there with with young people especially, we're seeing higher suicide rates, and especially young women. Um, I don't know. Do you think uh, that that is attributed to social media? And if so, what do you think is 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 the cause for for these upticks and all these terrible things that are happening to our youth and to people in general? This is a really hard one for me because I have kind of been trying to defend my no bounds internet use since I got on the internet. <laughs> it, no, really, like yeah. this is this is no. this is one of the best stories. Uh, we got our desktop computer. It's in the dining room. Uh, Mom would wake up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom and see the blue light glowing in the kitchen. And so she would come out and I would be hiding under the dining room table because I just popped the screen off and ran under the table because I was online playing my game in the middle yeah. of the night. So then she'd start taking the keyboard away and I learned how to use the on-screen keyboard. Then she took the mouse, but I figured out how to use the keyboard. She also one time changed the password to the login, so then I logged in with admin. Um, <laughs> Nice. You know, I think of, oh, why haven't you unloaded the dishwasher yet? And it's like, I'm still on the computer. And obviously, we also have to consider the whole, you know, whatever comes with ADHD and not knowing it, what that presented in me kind of as a child. But um, the internet saved my life mm. more than it hurt. I somehow... I think that I was able to, and and it'll be interesting hearing, or it'll be interesting for my mom to listen to this because I, earlier I said sometimes, you know, if it's been a long enough time and, and, I'm, and I'm in a different enough place in my head that I might remember things to be like less severe than they were. Yeah, so, you downplay it, right? With that being said, I feel like I squeaked past the detrimental effects on teens. I was in young adulthood by the time that, you know, one of the most impactful ones would be Instagram yeah. was affecting <clears throat> someone's image. I think that I, granted, I haven't always like liked how I looked like even through college, but I, I had a sense of self. So the catfish thing really gave me my sense of self. And that was right at 18. Why Why did it give you your sense of self? <clears throat> because this random group of partially also famous people, but also this cast, this cast, this crew, and these, these famous hosts enjoyed my time, complimented me, hung out with me, gave me no negativity, didn't know my history, took me across the country, dealt with me when I dropped my microphone pack in the toilet. Um, <laughs> like, and and they enjoyed me. Hmm. And all of a sudden I was like, oh, so there are people that can like me. Oh, wow. Because thus far in my hometown of 11,000 people, one high school, one middle school, where even surrounding towns also attend those two. Right. So, like we we don't get broken up. And at that, like, you know, when you're in a place like that, you there are already like, you know, tags or hash like, you know, why hashtag there's already like tags attached to who you are or the name or mm. what you're like or what you were even like when you were growing up and not now. And um yes, bullying still kind of took place on the social media, but it was like MySpace top friends or Bebo 
love. Yeah. And, 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 and I was on an online game before the social media, social media started. Yeah. So I played and it'll be interesting. I don't know if, I don't know how much older you are than me, but I played Habo Hotel. I don't know what that is. I wasn't. Yeah, much. I think just before you or just after your time, probably. Um, um, no, I'm I'm almost forty, bro. So I'm fair enough. <laughs> I just never was into the online gaming stuff. That's okay. So the difference between it is like a lot of people would be like, "Oh yeah, like RuneScape." RuneScape had a point to it, where I know a ton of people make friends on all the games, but all of those games had points. Um, Habo was literally a. It was Habo Hotel. It was a social game where you could create your own. It was like Sims, but social. Hmm. Like online interest so i am vu but more cartoonish and not as sexualized than (laughs) that because you had little cartoons and you had funny clothes and stuff compared to you know humans i guess um but i was making online friends and i was finding space and i was like you know people were i I was finding people who enjoyed you know interacting with me and stuff and i think that kind of happened at the same time that other social media was coming around. And so even though I still kind of like, you know, had kind of crappy interactions on social media with friends that were in real life, I now was building my online Mm. kind of family. And, you know, there was even one time, so like I can think about buying Habo coins with my, my mom's cell phone. And it was like a 25 cent text message on the flip phone or, um, talking to one of my online friends and on a on a cell phone, and my mom was like, "Who are you? Don't ever contact my daughter again." Which all are like totally valid, like parental behaviors. Like I'm not da- down in on you, mom, but like it was a time when um, the internet was still like scary, but it wasn't as detrimental as it is today. Yeah, because like it definitely was scary then, but. There's a lot more negative now. I just, I feel like, like, I feel as like people have learned that they can put their voices out there. Yeah. That now, continues to happen more. I would what? say that we're probably more, um, we're more, um, weary of, of the internet then because remember when meeting up with somebody on the internet back in the day in the first, that was like, oh my God, you know, like, so you're catfish, gonna get murdered. 2013, the, the term catfish had only like, been coined in that definition like two years prior mm. wow yeah so and, then, and predators and predators right right and that's what we knew of it and that was what they were sort of highlighting and yes this yes. online dating was still like weird and you know like there was a time when it's like oh my god so so wait so so for people that don't know what catfish is especially people who are listening that might not know what catfish is could you just explain the premise of the show and then and then tell us what how what your role was on the show when you were on it so so there was the guy this guy the host his name is Neve he met someone online who then he went with his friend his friend and his brother i think and they took cameras and they were like we're going to go meet this person so and they recorded that experience which then was kind of compiled into this documentary called Catfish and what happened was they met her and she wasn't who she said she was she used these fake pictures said these mm-hmm. different fake things about her but then had this really not like heartwarming but like you know you feel you feel sympathy or empathy kind of story like oh this is why you did this okay uh, like they weren't my catfish um and uh 
so then they, I don't know, MTV was like, oh yeah, let's make this into a show. And they hit their, uh, I think like 200th episode a couple weeks ago. And it's, wow, it's still going a couple weeks ago. Oh my God. So they're still going hard. <laughs> um, wow. Mine was only after the, like only the first season was out and I was 18. Like, like I didn't know what the, sh- so I didn't know what the show was when, when the person I had been talking to online uh, again, like no picture exchange, kind of like Skype. I would Skype. I Skyped a lot of like my online friends, but this one was just one I hadn't forced it or cut him off yet for. Mm-hmm. I was like, hey, do you want to meet? And I was like, I guess, sure. He's like, yeah, we can meet through this catfish show. And I looked it up and I was like, this seems weird. But again, I and it it also really happened fast. Like, I think it was less than a month because we were we had our kitchen scheduled to be remodeled. And so on the show, uh, the first day they come to my house, you see a refrigerator. And the second day they come, you do not see a refrigerator. That's how fast it happened. <laughs> um, like we couldn't rearrange that. And yeah. like, I had to come to my parents and be like, so uh, this, this, this show about meeting online friends and uh, MTV uh, <laughs> is uh, wanting to uh, come here and, uh, film uh but they're you know they're on my episode i don't know if you've seen it um dear your parents are i haven't i haven't no I, where can you find the old episode um so the reveal is on youtube but that doesn't give me enough credit that i want um mm. because it doesn't share my backstory it really gives a spotlight to the sociopath like the catfish me and i don't use that term lightly i don't use that term lightly so he catfished you correct so okay. The show is a little bit weird. They didn't come out until a couple years later that the reason why they make it look like the person getting catfished applies and says, hey, help me meet this person. I don't know who they are. I want to, you know, take the relationship to the next level or this or that or the other thing. Um, can you help me meet them? Like they have a thing that's like, a, you know, you can apply to be on the show or whatever. But at the time, I didn't know that. Yeah. And um I, I, I really, I didn't even think it was real. Like I thought it was his friends calling me. And then when I got on the Skype with one of the producers, I looked him up on IMDb and I'm like, oh, they're real. <laughs> and so then I was like, I'll keep telling my story because I'm an 18 year old girl in Iowa who was playing Habbo. They're not going to pick my story. And then they're like, so we were thinking these dates that we would come and check out and see if we can. And that's like kind of how fast it went. Wow. And um, so, so. I wanted to meet this person that I had met on this game. I didn't know who they were. He had sent me two pictures. The crappiest part, again, is is that he asked me to meet before I had, you know, gotten to my point of being like, I suspect that you are fake, I guess. Like, I didn't need immediate verification um, at that time because it was, you know, just kind of hard to exchange. And he... It it made it made me look really naive because it's like oh he only sent you two pictures oh he's a he's in school for computer science and he doesn't know how to Skype because that was his excuse or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, t- a couple years later, they came out and explained that more often than not, it's the catfish who applies to be on the show and want to have support breaking it to the person that they're catfishing. Oh. That's such now, a weird way to for support. Even Max, who are the hosts, and then the crew that are there on scene, they do not know. It is the higher up MTV producers that choose the story that they want to go with, and then 
put that down through because like they had me go to a psychiatrist to, to ha- go through like a, a psych- psychological testing mm, psych- wow. psych- psychologist for psychological testing to make sure, you know, I was safe to be around the hosts and stuff. Right. And so like, it was really, and the funniest thing was, was my classmates, they thought I was lying for attention. Oh, of course they did. Was- but then when MTV was on my block, and it wasn't until the last time I watched my episode, so this is nine years later now, that I noticed, and mom, I don't know if you noticed them when it first happened, but this is the first time watching it that I noticed how many different neighbors I could see on the porch across from the scene. And I was so angry. They're gawking. I knew they were there. Like my parents and my neighbors were like, oh yeah, they're out there hovering. Like, but I had never actually seen it. Hmm. That made me really angry because I was like, they, they, you know, they probably pointed themselves out when it came out. Mm-hmm. There I am. I thought I was lying. Turds. I, how can I find this? I want to see this. Sorry. Yeah. So Hulu. Oh, you got to watch it on Hulu. Okay. Unfortunately. I, I mean, you can maybe. F- Mom's like, yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, they had people outside, like trying to make sure people didn't get in frame or had them like sign something if they did get in frame. Mm. Like it was, it was big. I skipped my last three days of my senior year of high school. I was like, see ya later. Yeah. Um. Yes. Yeah, so unfortunately, you have to have Hulu. I do occasional showings on my Discord, which I know is is effort for people who don't want to. But like, if you don't have access to Hulu, I. I don't I, I, let us know. Find someone who knows how to find the things online without the subscription. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, what, it's a, it, if I was to search it out on one of those sites, you that, can search Jen Catfish and you'll see my face. Jen Catfish. That's, that's how a, easy. Nice. Now, granted, I don't know if that'll take you directly to an episode, but it will pop up like a highlight. Mm. Again, that's a DMCA thing for you, so it would only be if you wanted to. But yeah, so mom said season two, episode six. It's called Jen and Skyler. Oh, is um, that it? Jen and Skyler? Yeah, so it oh, is it, it is pretty easy to find. It comes right you know, up on, just, uh, on the YouTubes. So this But like is, I said, that's just the reveal. It uh, also wasn't until this year that I found my episode referenced for 15 pages. In this book about narcissism. Oh, and, and talking about 15 the ep- pages directly. Cause I think they were, it was a book about like reality TV and re- narcissism or something like that. Oh, okay. My specific episode, they broke down and, and it was 15 pages long. Whoa. Dang. How much, how much, how much money did you get from that? Zero. Low key. <laughs> I, I couldn't find her anywhere. I'm, I'm still trying to figure it out. What, we're going to just DMCA ourselves a little bit here. All right. Well. Oh, look at 18-year-old Jen. So cute. Wow. I'm extremely nervous just because of everything we've found out. So much we don't know about him. Yeah. We don't really know his motives. Mm-hmm. But I just want to remind you, we're here to just back you up. Okay, so you're an SF. What we're doing. So this is just the reveal. This is, and you're 18 years old. I turned 18 the month prior. Oh my God. So you just turned 18. So like I was just, just now not a minor. Like, and it took me a couple years too to be like, why weren't they more concerned? Like, why did they, like, why did they choose my epic? Like, furthermore, like, 
I was a fresh 18 year old. Like I'm surprised that they picked it. <laughs> fresh. Fresh is, is an interesting word to use. <laughs> well, I mean, like, like I, I could have been a minor two months prior type. Like, exactly. I no, I, I get what that you said. He was 23. Let's, uh, let, so the, the, so Skylar's supposed to be 23. And and I'm guessing that is not the case. And so here, that's my face when he comes out. Yep. <laughs> okay, let's back it up a little. Let's get this reveal going. This is the juice. All right, we're gonna watch a little bit of this. Comes, he's coming down some stairs. Hi. There he is. Hey, look at your face. How you doing? Good. Neve. Hi. 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 What's your name? Um, Brian. Brian. Uh, hi, this is Jen. Hi. And uh, we brought her from Iowa, just like I said we would. It comes as a bit of a shock, I think, for Jen and also us, is that you're not the guy that we saw in the pictures and your name's also not Skylar. Yeah, I basically um, pretended to be Skylar. Because I never wanted it to reach that point where she would know who I am. So l let me just get this straight. So. Do you have true feelings for Jennifer? I don't have any like emotional feelings towards her. Ugh, rude. I would never be able to have like a, a romantic relationship with her. Jeez. And why the f are we here? Well, <laughs> she's actually not the only girl I, I spoke to. Boo! And felt like out of all the girls, this is like the perfect time. Aww. This is the perfect girl to, to finally come clean to and end like Skylar. What are you ever hoping to gain from all of these half-true friendships that you have online? What, what's the point? I wanted to like brush up my game and this is just something I do. Do you understand this all makes you look like a huge <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I don't really give a that you wanted to come clean and set the story straight for all the other girls that you're being a to. Why did I bring this awesome, amazing girl from Iowa so that you could clear your conscience. Because I feel like it's good for her to finally know the, tr the truth. And you, you could have told her that on the phone though, right? Yeah, but in a way I wanted to end Skylar. And I feel like by telling Jen who I am, like that ends Skylar. Right, but that's all about you. That's you taking care of your business and not really caring about how that's affecting someone else. It's kind of selfish. Yeah, a little bit. Um, a little bit. It's a lot of bit, bro. So this guy has tons of other ladies or, or whoever he's talking I to. I found out later that I knew one of them. We were friends. Like online friends? Oh, wow. Um, oh, we had a question from Bridge Bridge Bloke. Bridger, Bo Bridger. He said, Bridger. what time is it? And it's 2.42 for me. And it's 1.42. I don't know if that's some sort of inside joke for your community, but there you go. Also, you don't have to finish it, but I do want to say I do defend myself later. Okay. Well, we we do. We do. We, we're going to go through it then. Uh, but but I'm just... Oh, can I... Okay. So notice Neve has his arm around me. Mm -hmm. And so I was actually on a podcast that he wanted to talk all about my episode. And he noticed the things I didn't. Like the first thing he said was, did you notice how manicured those bushes were? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I've never been asked this question before. I I um, didn't even notice that, but but what he noticed was he was like, seemed like they liked you, like they were, and 
not to say like they had their hands all over me, but they were very like protective of me. Yeah. And I, so when I say that, like it, it, and I don't want to say it's like, I got validation from these external sources or something, but like, it was very, it was just very much like uh, after all said and done, very empowering, I think, because it was like, I just did this. I just went across the country, had this thing stood up for myself, came out with these awesome friends, like, and it's not like I was dating him. It was like we were friends. I was kind of interested in him, but I didn't say, yes, we are dating. Like, I wasn't going to date unless I knew, basically. Um, so, yeah, I was just going to say that, like, a lot of how they supported me, I think, is what made such a difference. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's... I, I could see that too, you know, being somebody from a small town and you're going, you're never really going anywhere and, you know, never at this point. Like have these you, people like me still? Yeah. And and you and you said you were bullied in school, right? What, what were you bullied for? Well, this was where I kind of got off track earlier talking about the neurodivergence. I think ultimately... I was just weird mm. and I wasn't. And so I was saying like, I wasn't extra weird. There were people who were weirder than me, Yeah. but I, I think it, I was, um, there was one thing I saw recently that was like, uh, it's an autistic thing to more or less like mimic someone or, or what happens when someone is your special interest rather than something. Yeah. Um, and I was like, that made me reflect. Cause I was like, Hmm, okay. Maybe like, I feel like I did kind of like take on whatever other people's interests and things were at the time trying to just like fit in. And so not even like probably definitely bullying, but um, going further, not even so much bullied for my neurodivergence, but being neurodivergent made me also feel left out yeah. and misunderstood and unheard. And, you know, I talk too much. I'm too clingy. I, I'm too open and honest. I'm too all of these different things. Yeah. Yeah. That no. makes sense now, I guess. Right. Yeah. Well, time, right? So it's like not even to even be mad at like the people that were around me. Like, yeah, they were kind of crappy, but like we can be better educated, I think. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and you got to think back then even, I mean, there's just been such a, a stigma on mental health for so many years. And it only recently has it really become something that people were able to talk about, that openly talk about. And and when I was in school, I mean, all they wanted to do is just pump me full of Ritalin. They were just like, well, give him more Ritalin. Just shut him up. Shut him up. You know. It's, so to go back to your question about the Internet, like being safer or not safer, this is why I'm never going to want the Internet to go away is because yeah. it's giving people voices that never would have had a voice otherwise. For sure. This is why we're becoming more aware because people are sharing and it's more than that one story. It's now two people, maybe three people, maybe even more. And now it's like thousands hundreds of thousands of people are like you know sharing their experiences and we're all realizing that like we're not alone yeah. in in what like skin picking i don't know if you've noticed that i have you know scars and, mm. and things all over my skin that's called dermatillomania wow. it's a body focused repetitive behavior that they put me on clonopin for in high school because they thought i was trying to self-harm but it wasn't until 2013 where it was added to the dsm-5 as a body focused repetitive behavior wow no, uh, I think I have that too. I will just pick a scab. If I get a mosquito bite, I'll just pick it and then yep. I'll just keep picking it and it'll bleed and then I'll pick it again. And then like, yep. yep. 
I, I I have a little bit of scars, but not to that extent. So, I mean, you know, I'm, you so know, that was a lot of it, there, too. Though. I mean, like, I definitely was self-conscious about like and 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 my weight. Like I almost got up to I, I, I was in two. I was in the 290s oh, yeah. at one point in the past 15 years of yeah. my life, I guess. I was three. I was 320 in high school. And yeah, so I, I definitely know that. But I was I was lucky enough to be able to find humor in it and not be able it, it, I was able to turn the bullying around and I was a big dude so people weren't really trying to bully me um you all right it was like an invisible bug they're everywhere they're everywhere I constantly am itching I'm just an itcher I itch constantly my wife is like why are you itch so much and I'm just and I'm, I move around a lot I'm just a scanning <laughs> is a thing for like the behavior body focused repetitive behavior is scanning to find the imperfection so now you have something to mess with oh I got plenty of imperfections that I'm just like Ugh. but you know it's like literally a bump that nobody sees but since I feel it while doing it now I yeah no, it, it's it's wild. No, I, I I was able to find sort of a sense of humor, and and I was able to sort of fit in, even though I was a big dude. I, I was, uh, you know, I was able to fit in. I was able to make friends in in, in and through my sense of humor and being able to self deprecate, uh, and be able to take these. The, I was able to turn things on people too, because I also could be super cruel and awful. So, like, oh, I was I able also, to tear I people didn't down. Drink until I got, I didn't drink until I got to college. Now, when I got to college, I drink a lot. But hey, let's go. I didn't drink until I got to college. So, that that's another thing that that's I good, was though. not a part of with a lot of my. Oh, gotta go out. The, you know, the barn, and then the parents who will allow the kids to have alcohol as long as the kids don't leave the property. Right. Right. Oh, just go I out in the barn. To those. Oh, I used to go around crashing those with my friends. We would just go crash in and we'd bring I our own have friends to crash it with. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. And you, you know, but it's and, fine because I was online playing Habo. I was right, content. Right, right. And that's that's what you know, the internet is is for lonely people, right? It's for people who 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 have a hard time relating. Like like even on Twitch is such an interesting platform because even though like because i'm very antisocial at times and like even though it's twitch like i've gotten so antisocial i'm antisocial on twitch where i'm just lurking on twitch because i just don't even want to interact but it does leave this sort of this open space for people to come in have a conversation ha you know really connect with people because there's people i connect with that i've never met some people i've never seen their face before you know what i mean like i just I'm very connected in this world and, 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 you know, I love these people. I care about what's happening. I, I I'm, you know, I want to know updates on their lives and stuff. So it, it, the internet is definitely a wonderful place for that, but it, it is also, there, there is sort of this other side of it where, where I, I'm not sure what exactly it was. And I know when we pulled it, when, we, when I talked about, it, I think it was real venom made have commented on it is like where there's so much bullying that people are sort of taking it, so personal and it's so hard for them to deal with um that um was it aliens uh that that uh, oh you're just going off okay <laughs> um but but you know it is hard for some people to handle bullying online and and i mean people can be so cruel because there's nobody there because because so most people aren't going to say like these things my internet use ha is not clean by any means. Um, and again, I know mom can probably, you know, shake, not nod clean. her head, shot, shake, nod, nod her head to this. And it took me, it wasn't until maybe the last one and a half, 
two-ish, definitely not during the 2020 era um, and prior, uh, Facebook arguments out the butt. <laughs> Longest paragraphs ever, correcting people's grammar, telling them right from wrong, everything I see, I have to respond to all of it, every single thing. <laughs> They need to know. <laughs> and I'm not wrong. Well, consider not posting on everything. Well, it's not like I'm wrong. Well, just consider just not. Po <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, you know, I had. The pandemic was <laughs> the feeling words, which are the core of my stream, which the, I was nodding my head so furiously when you were talking about just like the space. Um, that's why I'm on Twitch. Like when I was watching, going back to like ill mind and stuff, um, when I saw the community building and when I saw that people were supporting each other while talking about these motivation Monday things, I was like, I can do this. I can do this. And so I got on Twitch and, uh, it was something, the discussion in, 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 in his chat one day was about breakfast. Everyone forgets breakfast. Everyone like gets distracted or forgets or whatever. And I was like, we're going to do breakfast. Like, would it be weird if I streamed in the morning and the point was for us to go get breakfast so that we don't not eat breakfast. And then I had taken my peer support training and that's when the feeling words were introduced. So I came in with this whole big white PDF of my list of feeling words from my training and myself and a picture of my cat and called it breakfast and feelings check-in because I wanted to just be a space for the people who like me needed it. And it, this space just has more structure than what I was diving into when I was younger. Yeah. More intention about um, things. And the reason I interrupted was because, so as I've continued to grow with this feeling word thing and really like start leaning on like, oh my gosh, I'm actually becoming aware of things as I've learned more about my feelings. So now I'm able to notice when my blood starts rushing or I clench my fists or I'm like jumping to try to respond to someone on Facebook. I notice it now. Yeah. And it gives me a second to stop and be like, this isn't worth my energy. And that was one of the other things I learned. I essentially removed my energy, my root, removed myself from spending energy on basically everyone. Like I didn't talk to my parents for a couple of months and I felt bad, but I was like, I'm asking for this time. Please don't think that it's anything personal. I just, I can't, I need like this. And so after that, I kind of slowly started giving my energy back out. And so it's like, it took this kind of transformation to be able to not respond to everything that I see, <laughs> not get engaged in every, you know, Facebook fight. Because like I could, it, it wasn't even like the bullying, like kind of bullying, but more so like, you know, when people get angry, they start insulting and I'm sensitive. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm crying because I'm right. And they're insult insulting me and they're not getting, and, and <coughs> it got kind of heavy <coughs> when things started becoming noticeably different between our family. And so it's br brought like a lot, a lot, a lot of not good experiences, but I think that it takes having the tools that we should have been taught in school anyway already. But since they didn't want to take the, you know, like there's just so many backwards things that it's like, how do you expect, what do you expect for, I, I don't have expectations for anyone anymore because what did you expect? Yeah. Just, just in, in, in general, we are a world of hurt people hurting people. Yeah, I yeah, I definitely agree with that. It's um, it, it it and it sucks, you know. That's some that to some that's how they sort of get through their own pain is the sort of inflict pain on others, 
And that's how you get like trolls who who are are just awful, say terrible things, and you know just things that they would never say to someone's face. You know what I mean? And that's the big part about it. I think is that a lot of people are able to hide behind anonymity, anonymous, anonymity. What anonymously? Anonymity. 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 I can never say that freaking word. Can someone spell it, please? Well, I can see the spelling in my head. I just don't know how to pronounce it. Right, right. I think if I... Oh, but to sound it out syllable? I guess, yeah. Not anonymous. Not... Anonymous. 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 Anonymity. 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 Someone click this. Oh, my God. There you go. Two two ADHDers trying to figure it out. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Anonymous. No, no, not anonymous. Not an anonymous. We can't finish the word, but it's not anonymously. Right. Well, in any case, y'all know what we're talking about. Damn it. So we the Muppet Show. We uh we we uh you know we're able to hide behind this uh, anonymous uh, screen name and. And we're able to sort of just get this vitriolic uh, hatred or, or pain that we're feeling or, or self-hatred that we have towards other people. And it's very... <laughs> we're moving We're moving on, Jen. Sorry. <laughs> Anonymity. Okay, look, I just said we're moving on and here I am. But yeah, it, it is. It, I think it's a very sad thing that's happened. But but again, it's been a really cool place for people to find community, to find belonging when you don't have belonging. Because to it, learn that they, that there is that, that there is room for your voice out there. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, sure. I I I I even came across a person who apologized for posting in my Discord, and they said, "I'm sorry. Am I allowed to do this? I like just like." There's so many things that they've been told that they're doing wrong that they don't even know if they're allowed to do anything anymore. I don't remember where I was trying to tie that to. Um, side note, it's getting too hot in here, so I need to turn my air on. Sure. Do your thing. Do your thing. We're gonna we're gonna go back into this video here. Where where should we go to? Towards the end, or is it is it uh use your little thumb so so also to note, this is the first time Neva Max had ever cursed on one of their episodes. Oh um wow. Well, pretty- you could really you could watch when he's talking to me because I think that those words do have impact. Mm. You mean you- uh, he is in Neve? Sorry. Okay. And that's towards the end, or just well- it would be before when I'm confronting him. Oh, I see. Like at- like when ne- but, but just just play it. You're- <laughs> I don't really care anymore. Oh, they just walk. Dang. I, I was curious before you go do your thing. Uh, it, it, it was any of this staged at all? Was any of this? So the only reason he has a mic is because again, because those higher up producers know. They know. I'm pretty sure it was a separate set of mm. crew because again, our ca- like the cameraman cussed mm. at him. Wow. Yeah. That just wasn't in frame. Max tweeted the night this came out. Max tweeted and he was like, "There was a lot that had to be removed from this scene for legal reasons." <laughs> All right, no worries, no worries, Morgana. Um, yeah, th- that 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 makes sense. So they were like really upset by this. 
they were like, why are we here? Why wow. are we here? Yeah, that, that does seem like a very selfish thing. It seems like he wants some sort of attention. He's some sort of... Which I, is, and, and people have noted, they're like, he's looking at the camera. Yeah, he's staring right at it like... Hey. And so if you ever, like, I'll have to find those, like, 15 pages, but it, it's... <laughs> okay, sorry. But it's, like, the the way that they, like, describe just... It, they point out each and every behavior. It was very interesting. Like, very full-on, like, extreme narcissist. Wow. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure. And and did you get any sense of that when you were talking to him online before you did, went through with all this? It was very much... And, and did it ever get intimate to a point where, like, you, you were developing feelings? Um, You know, I had also been dumped that... Alexa, stop. I ha- Alexa, stop. <laughs> I'll take care of that later. Sure. Um, do you want to turn on your air conditioning? I'm so sorry. I know you want to do that. <laughs> your robots, they're out to get us. She's going to turn on her thing, and, and we're going to talk about... Uh, I see, we just... Ugh. <laughs> yeah we know alexa we know what you're having trouble with you weirdo play, oh. play the video and i'll come back all right we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna keep watching the video <laughs> oh we gotta remember y'all remember this we are she alexa wants to be we gotta remember that uh we got we're we're trying to get the answer on whether there was feelings involved real actual feelings involved before meeting and she she was starting to say that she was uh she was involved in in a relationship I believe that's where we were going so remember that keep that put 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 a pin in it. Of all, I'm really impressed at how well you're handling this. Aw. So you're literally fishing and hooking girls, and then just kind of tossing them back into the ocean with scars. I would just yeah I would stop speaking to them. But are you sorry? Or do you feel like you kind of didn't do anything wrong here? I don't know if I'm sorry, but it's, it is what it is. And I was giving her like a gift of being in that, that relationship. You were giving her a gift? Yeah, I, I mean, she was happy and I know I was leading her on, but I knew it would never be permanent. You told us on the phone that you had real feelings for her and wanted to see where this would go and, and then you just kind of come out here and just <laughs> right, straight mama. up are like I had no emotional feelings that's what you said yeah just not what you told us on the phone yeah I think you got to take a hard look in the mirror and ask yourself what you're doing it just seems really shallow that you would lead these girls on to brush up on your game I guess it could, it could seem that way yeah you're gonna have a shallow miserable existence and people are gonna think you're a douchebag <laughs> I guess I just don't understand, like, what he was saying with how he was trying to, like, brush up on his game or whatever. You've got brush an opportunity now, game. on behalf of all the girls that this guy's been playing with, to tell him exactly how you feel about him. But I encourage you to consider that. Music change. Get ready. <laughs> okay. Let's go.
you like me. And apparently these other girls thought that you liked them too. And you didn't consider how I felt. And you lied to them. And you're wasting all of this time. And you're wasting my time. Why did you even come down? I wanted to come clean to you face to face. But what, did you want to come clean to me? Or did you just want to feel better about yourself? I wanted to come clean to you because I felt like you were, you were special. You have a cool personality. You're different than most girls. So you picked the coolest girl to reveal how much of a you were. It's more of a move to lie. <laughs> what? Hold on, let's take a pause for the cause here. This is more of a dick move. I would say, I would argue that it's more of a dick move to bring someone across the country just to, 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 to just, you know... To do this. To do this. <laughs> well, who did you expect to pick up from the bar with your new game after this? Right? It's like, did you see me on Catfish? Yeah, that was me, the guy who was being a real asshole. Yeah, what's up? You want to come home with me, baby? All right, I'm all right. All right. PG, everybody. I, I just don't like this guy, all right? This guy, I'm getting emotionally involved here, all right? I'm getting emotionally involved in this in this Catfish episode. Are you even admitting the fact that you're a d or are you you're just saying it because all these people are looking at you. No, I felt like it's the best thing to come clean to you. I don't even know if I believe that. You mean the world to me. Did you consider the fact that I did like you? No, I didn't. I wasn't as um, concerned about your feelings. By successfully avoiding being yourself with the handful of girls that you talk to on the internet, you've now revealed yourself to basically women around the world for being you know, exactly who you are. It's not a good portrait. Once it reached its peak, I would be gone. I wouldn't drag exactly. it on. Exactly. Where Two, would I be? Where would I be? You have a sense of self-confidence. I knew that about her. I knew that she would stay. How did you stable. know? What you've done is cruel. Do you get that? Isn't that no. silly little smirk? And then he says no. That smirk. You just want to punch him in the nuts. You don't get nuts. it. Doesn't matter how much I stand here, you really don't get it. Look at him. He's like, this is my time to shine, baby. See, there's his arms again. Like oh. you've done an incredible job like of being person, honest. But they were very supportive. Yeah. All right, uh, Poeg Alien, have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Uh, we appreciate your presence here. You're always welcome back. Yeah, no, that... It's pretty... You don't really have to finish it off too much now. Um, I mean, yeah, I, okay. Well, in any case, that... that So, was this a traumatizing... Was this traumatizing for you? So, unless it somehow comes up for me later... I think that I was more desperate for the support that they offered me oh. than I was for specifically this person even going into it. Because remember, it happened so fast that I was like, like I didn't, I didn't get myself involved in this. Yeah, like I didn't apply to meet him, so I was, and it was it was hard like the first couple nights because I'm like, what the frick just happened? But like. Just kind of going forth, like it 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 has impacted my life in 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 so many more positive ways than it has ever let me feel negative. Like there, just yeah, just never felt 
too negatively. And I think it's because he was as bad as he was. Mm. And I was being given proof these like past three days prior of how awesome I was. And, and so it's weird. And, and sometimes I feel weird saying that I don't know if it was like a kind of traumatizing, impactful moment because who could watch that and think that it wasn't. Yeah. But I think that where I was in that moment, I, I just needed people and acceptance more than anything else. And the fact that I was on a TV show, I think, you know, played a lot into it then coming home because there was a lot of love that, yeah. you know, there were people who, when it came out, there was a, there was a garage. We were in my neighbor's garage. There was a ton of people there, people who I was friends with people who, I was friends with and aren't friends with anymore, like just a, a, a lot of different people. And, um, you know, it's like, oh, this puts our town on the map. So now Jenny Hubs is the girl who was on Catfish from Fort Madison, not the annoying, clingy Jenny Hubs that was, you know, so yeah. um, it's kind of interesting in that way. But it's really like the core thing that Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I remember my brain came back and was like, wait, you never said anything about the stage thing. Um, but again, no, they didn't coach me on what to mm -hmm. say or anything like that. Like that was all fresh and, and real. Um, sometimes I was like, I don't understand what you're asking me to say. And they would kind of like explain, but I think that was just because, um, it was things like, okay, well, we're going to call him now. So this is like what we're going to be doing. And I'm like, just because, and it's kind of similar to like going into an interview or a panel and not having questions in front, in front of me to know or be prepared. Like I'm just an anxious and awkward and, and, you know, brain computing and things. Yeah. Um, so maybe they coach people more in, in other episodes, but I was very much, I feel like myself on mm. it. Yeah. Now you, you were kind of going into how you, you, did you have were you developing feelings with Skylar and then and then you start talking about uh you're coming off another relationship possibly? Yeah, so I had I had actually I actually did have a couple of boyfriends in real life. So it's not to say that I was the most lonerous, like I said, cuz I was a band geek. Mm. So um the band what you band play? place was my safe place. Uh trumpet French horn and mellophone. Let's go. Let's go. Brass. You like the brass. I like brass. I, I hope my son grows up. And that's why something. Wild gets me. It's when he uses his when he uses the horns, I'm like, frick yeah. And yeah. that's yes me in high school with a mellophone. Yeah, that's dope. Oh, that's <laughs> I love brass. No, I, I love Miles Davis, so um, he's like one of my favorite musicians ever, but yeah. Um but yeah, so I, this was a boyfriend in real life who was going off to college. And so he was like a year older than me. I had met him in band and stuff. And I would, you know, I was just like, oh no, the one, the one kind of person that I had here is now gone again. Mm. So let me get back on the internet and keep, you know, freshening up these, these relationships that I have here. Kind of, oh, keep this game person strong. is talking to me, yeah. Yeah. you know. This person's giving me attention and making me feel good at this time. You know, I never expected to meet him on the other side of things. Right. Um, so, yeah, like it was heartbreak, but I guess 
luckily it wasn't such where I was infatuated. So maybe mm. they made it seem like I was more interested in him than mm. I was. Maybe it would be kind of the only thing. Like some of those texts were fake. There oh. are texts at the beginning of the show where like, you know, you see me holding my phone and you do see those texts. And they like, I think one of them said, babe for it because they like they were like babe um, <laughs> yeah but you know it was like just i don't know i was a teenager and i was talking to someone who was giving me attention like yeah yeah um no yeah i i, I yeah completely you can't be held responsible for all that the, you, i mean you're 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 connecting and that's just what you thought was the right thing to do at the time was both um so, so what, what, during this time, what, what kind of music were you listening to? Cause, uh, yeah, I realized we've taken a lot of time doing all the things. Yeah. But I, I, uh, I'm interested because you were saying that you got a wild ride of music. So, I'm, well, I mean, there was even one point where I was somehow into insane clown posse. And ICP, let's go. Again, I don't like, I don't want to like, <laughs> piss my mom off with any of the reactions or anything but i feel like i remember her or not necessarily her but it was something like my uncle who had been to jail he he, he was like i've been to jail and the people in jail listen to insane clown posse. <laughs> <laughs> they do that's real um <laughs> I used to work at a homeless shelter, and you'd be surprised how many homeless people love ICP. It's That's interesting. interesting. It is interesting, and I'm well, and I'm in Toledo, which is like like an hour away from Detroit. So like, we got all that. Like the entire East Side at one time was just one big juggalo gathering place. Um, the East Side Toledo was just it was all juggalos. And see, and I'm very sheltered. I like, <laughs> like. Like going to Iowa City, which is an hour and a half away, to go to their big mall so we could ride the escalators sheltered. Ah, <laughs> that's tight. Yo, I grew up in a place called Jasper, Michigan for the first twelve years of my life. And that was we went to Toledo to go to the mall and and like, you know, go go to the shopping centers and stuff. So I I I, I, I get it. I, I get it. I, I grew up in a very, very and my town was even smaller than that. My town probably had like twenty five hundred people in it. And there were some kids, and I was I was drunk. I was ten, smoking pot. It was just it was nuts. It was it was crazy. It was crazy over there. Yeah, they do drink Fago, um, and so did I growing up because we were poor. But <laughs> in any case, uh, so y there was a time where you considered yourself a juggalo. I I, I love this. Um, um, and in between, kind of beforeish and afterish, I can't remember, but like. So middle school into high school, I think. Um, and I think, again, it was I, I and I'm I'm trying to remember if if it was something that I kind of discovered on my own, whether it be like through the Internet or if it was someone who I had in my life, because one of the boyfriends I had was very into the same bands I was at that point, mm -hmm. like. Cause I've seen, we came as Romans. So um, in like middle school, high school, it was like, we came as Romans um, asking Alexandria of mice and men, Chiodos. Um, <laughs> I saw drugs live when uh, Craig Owens separated from Chiodos and had a little band called D-R-U-G-S. Mm. Uh, and it was just I, like, I get, my mom is like, 
why are you what why are you <laughs> i looked up some of their lyrics and oh wow were you not allowed to watch like certain shows and listen to certain music so i heard rome talking about how he was and and mm. no like i i it made me think of nope i was like i did not like i feel like i had like kind of just like the perfect amount of parenting really because um like I had friends who weren't allowed to watch like Disney channel. Like, you know, I, I think that my mom got angry one time when my uncle watched the longest yard and I was present, (laughs) but not like to the point where I can't even be in spaces where that would even be a pop-up thing. So I was around people who, you know, did those things. And I grew up, like I went to the rodeo before I was one year old. That's what dad told me, mom, let me know if that's wrong. But so there's a tri-state rodeo uh, in my town. And so my family would always camp. We lived a mile away, but we would go up the hill and camp in our camper right next Yo, to the But range. there's something fun about camping anyway, so whatever. So there was always like a lot of alcohol and, and still like, I don't know, gruffness involved in my family. There was a point, uh, although alcohol has been kind of a controversial thing as well, because going from like innocent questions that cause enormous family fights that I just didn't even under like, why is this person drinking if they're not 21? And it just caused this entire blow up. And so the, I, I was definitely around, like, I, I'm not the most sheltered person in the world, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, they tried to, to, you know, we not watch like late night shows or, but I was also, with my neurodivergence and my masking, the reason I got through school was I was a teacher's pet. I wouldn't break the rule. I didn't want to break the rules. Like, and I know that my mom's sitting there probably like, you tried to break all the rules, like maybe not in school, but like under, under her care, it's like, Oh, all the things you tried to do. But in reality, I think I was doing my best to not stick out because if I stuck out, then that would be bad. And so, like, that's why I think that that's why I don't cuss because I, I, I drilled it in so hard that, you know, I would tattle on my brother for cursing, but there's no way I would cuss. And then when we got old enough to kind of cuss, it's like, it's not a big deal. And I'm like, I, I can't, I can't do it. <laughs> I've already substitute these places. Like I've already substituted this now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I would, you know, I, but, but it's funny because the music, the lyrics of all the things I ever listened to, the lyrics have never come into play for me. Like maybe I would like associate with them, but more than more often than not, like I have Facebook photo albums. I don't know if you remember the time where people would upload, you know, an album of 50 pictures of their face in different poses. And then in the captions, I would put song lyrics. <laughs> I would break down a song caption by caption. So we got some Hawthorne Heights in there. We've got some maybe Interpol. Um, and I, the lyrics just like, sometimes they like, I have, I have no lies, just love tattooed on my ribs. Um, and that is a song by Connor O'Burst with bright eyes. I love bright eyes. Bright eyes. I like to say is ultimately probably like my favorite all time band. Really? And it's even hard. And he's even hard to listen to today, which is weird. And I don't understand. Well, did you hear what's been happening with him lately? I know he didn't go to or left early from a concert or something. I haven't. It's been a pattern. They've been blaming it on drugs and alcohol, which is really sad because like, I mean, I followed his career pretty closely, and like I would get, I had a, a prescription, a subscription to uh, Rolling Stone, and he was like, at one point, that was Rolling Stone's like poster boy for like indie folk, like he was 
the next, you know, Bob Dylan, and he was a pro, uh, a prodigy from a young child, and, and he grew up in the Midwest as well, and and yep. so it's pretty sad to see him like that. I feel like that was just so much about uh, of my like you know my younger days and, and trying to find my way. In Man, the world. I lost it when freshman year, a teacher who has was fresh out of college, so she was new to the district, and I was getting to know her, being my teacher's pet and stuff, and she knew a bright. Her favorite song was Bowl of Oranges, and I lost it because a teacher of mine now is like, and <laughs> there you go. Oh, look at look at that cute little Jenny. Oh, there's one. Um, oh, don't forget Hollywood Undead. I want you to find the one. I want to figure out. Go back out to the album. Oh, you're gonna have to scroll all the way down again. That's all this right. is what happens when I'm trying to look for pictures. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. We need to find the ones with the albums. So not casting crowns. Up, up a little bit more. Up a little bit more. I'm not a thief. I'm a treasure hunter. Cthulhu by Acacia Strain. The skin around your mouth. <laughs> like. <laughs> Look at those braces. Oh, you're so adorable. You're so adorable. Look at that. Oh. <laughs> Look at those little eyes. Bright eyes. Well, I, I had blue eyes, so we had this really bright LED light next to the computer that I'm like, it makes my eyes look nice. <laughs> <laughs> my mom. That's your mom? No. Oh. She in chat. Oh, oh, your mom. Oh, I'm losing it over these pictures. Yeah, they're very they're very adorbs. I was like, that's your mom? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> no, my cousin looks more like my mom than I do. Ah, I got you. I got you. Okay, we're, this but is But you know, just folks. like the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over and Until I figured you out. Oh, this is such teenage angst. I love it. Well, it's not current time teenage angst. <laughs> yeah, I suppose you're right. That is Barbie money in a Hollister shirt. <laughs> the thorn in my side just maybe you. <laughs> right, like so like these lyrics would come out of context out of nowhere and like they just they did not link like I feel and what I kind of was explaining in the in the Instagram message to you was just that like of all of the <laughs> of all of the different music that I've listened to the when people are like so <laughs> Rod Wave was my top Spotify artist in 2021. And someone was like, no wonder you're having so many mental issues right now. You're listening to Rod Wave. And I'm like, the content of the, like, I was, oh my God, I was obsessed with the baby for a while, even though he's so crude. It wasn't until, you know, recently when he's been being an extra, extra turd. And I've kind of backed off from mainstream music in general now. Mm. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, just the camera angle picture. Mm. Um um, 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 the baby mainstream, you're backing off. Yeah. So just like the, the, like the lyrics, um, with whether it was like the screamo or just like these, these, I just, I knew the lyrics, but it, they never, I'm trying the word I'm not trying to use. I'm not trying to say resonate because it, if it resonated, it'd be different. Hmm. Um, it just never, I don't know, went in to me, I it guess, never to the point where it affected me. Yeah. It's like when I listen to music, what catches me is what it sounds like all put together. Yeah. And then I'm also one of kind of one of those neurodivergent people who will find a song, love it so much, and then have it on repeat for the next three weeks. Yeah. yeah like I, I listened to the same song by this producer I met on Twitch my entire three hour drive home from my parents one time. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean that that's very familiar to me as well. Like uh, I'll get fixated on a song and and I'm the same. I don't I don't the the lyrics just become part of the whole sound and like I'm more and especially as well, like the babies the way that all of the things put together uh-huh. I enjoyed what I was hearing. Right, right, right. No, and the baby is wild now, but like that dude, like we covered him in a lot in the music news segments like where it's just he's just doing the most, but yeah, the I I have the same thing where, and I think that that happens probably in a lot of neurodivergent folks. And plus, I'm a producer. I can I produce music too. So it's been so much more fun getting to like I have a spreadsheet of which producers I know and which DAWs they use, so I can tell them to connect with the other one. <laughs> Spreadsheets, I love that. I love that. No, the, I mean, I think that's just part of just just the different ways that people listen to it. Because I've I've talked to a lot of musicians. Like like my wife is very vocal centric. I mean, she's a vocalist. You know, she sings a lot. So, um, you know, she she's she's paying attention. She's breaking down the words. She's also a vocal coach. So she's able. She so when she's teaching kids how to sing. Or, or people or adults, whoever, um, they're, she's like teaching them also not to just listen to the words, but to connect with the words and to understand what the words are saying so you can emotionally get involved mm. in your expression of, of how you sing it. And and which is something I would never even think of. I was like, yeah, it sounds expressive. It's just, but again, it just becomes melody and background noise. Where I'll just fixate on the drum. Wow, that snare sounds so rad. <laughs> or like, or, or like, man, I love that little obscure synth sound that's just going boop boop boop. Now, boop. ever since meeting Wild and Sober, life has changed because it's just like so. I I've only listened to two different Sam G songs, but. <laughs> I got introduced to Sam G through Wild, uh, Long Distance, which is really old. I've listened to that on repeat probably over a thousand times since I discovered it. Wow, wow, yeah, that's we're we're going we're gonna go through um we're gonna go through your different stages of of teenage. That that picture caught you, yeah. <laughs> this potato here, this this yam, this yam, this broken yam. <laughs> and then of course you need several pictures with the yam. Correct. Yes, in its own photo album. <laughs> this is 2012, so we're we're going in there. We're we're going. Yeah, uh, junior year. Yeah, going deep, friends. We're going deep. Oh, that shirt. That's the last picture. You don't have to go to it, but that was a Mac Miller shirt. Oh, Mac Miller. So you, you can kind of see the dope under my hair. Mm, so you're you, you're a fan of Mac Miller. Yeah. So I didn't get into rap until late college, actually, when I was working with the student athletes. So I think, again, my music was very much influenced, I think, of where I was. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, yeah. Freshman year of college. This is 18 year old, right? 18, maybe. Yep. Uh huh. Uh huh. So so when we were moving in. There were girls on my floor who knew who I was because at the beginning of my episode, we had a house divided flag, half Iowa Hawkeyes, half Iowa State. Oh. And so some girls like came up and they were like, are you the girl that was on Catfish? Nice. So you People can't... would take pictures of me at the bus. <laughs> um, people, I caught people taking pictures of me in, in like one of the food places one time. <laughs> I went and approached them and then they ended up asking for a picture with me. That that's amazing, actually. That's that, I mean, did did you enjoy that kind of attention? Yeah, I've always felt awkward because I feel like I'm asking for attention, but I have enjoyed it because it has opened conversations that I normally wouldn't have otherwise been able to engage people with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. 
And they may not have found me interesting on whatever, literally whatever subject otherwise I could have brought up. Not to say that catfish like makes me cooler or anything, but. Well, it helps. It helps with my inability otherwise to know how to start a conversation. Right, right. So, I, you know, in classes, oh, what are some, what are, what's a fact about you? You're like, well, let me just <laughs> tell you. <laughs> No, that is a great conversation starter, but I, I would find it off-putting if someone came up to me and was just like, uh, hey, how you doing? I, I just want you to know, I was on Catfish once. Oh, yeah, no, <laughs> definitely don't do that. I definitely don't do that. No, uh-uh. Because it's like, I, I, I still feel like I am braggy. <laughs> just whenever it's brought up, really. Because it usually will take attention from anything that's going on. Right. And so I'm like, oh, God, I didn't mean for you to like completely abandoned right now to go look this up well that, well i mean it, it's it but it, but it has to happen i mean when it does come up i'm sure you get a lot of people are just like i gotta i, I gotta go find out what's going on with this because this is uh pretty awesome uh so so what where are you at with music now where 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 do you live what you i mean you you stated in in rome's uh, thing that you really you dig on hank williams jr are you you, you, you big Hank fan? You big So, okay, so regarding the rodeo, so we would always camp up there with family and that, like, you know, big fire ring, having the campers, having the horses and stuff, just everything. And uh, and then also our family reunions, we would camp at, or we camp at my great-grandma's, who they are both, grandma and grandpa, great-grandma and great-grandpa have both passed now, but mm. she had, like, six kids, and then they all had at least six kids, and then, so it's one of those, and then we're all on their farm camping. Mm-hmm. Um, and so a lot of country, and so I, uh, the rodeo had a concert every year, so, like, Little Big Town or um, Rodney Atkins or, I can't even... Reba McIntyre, just a, a lot of different like big country names mm. would come through um, just each year over and over. And I would always have tickets. And then sometimes when I wouldn't have tickets, like my dad will be, um, you know, working the rodeo week or whatever. Are you just stalking my friends now? Yeah. Well, now I, well, let's see. <laughs> because fun fact, they were my best friends for the first three years of college. It's her and her twin sister. And oh. we lived together and then they moved away and we were still friends. And then one time after they didn't respond to me for a whole year, they said, I was like, why aren't you guys responding? And they're like, sorry, we just decided that you have a lot going on and, and we would rather not be friends with you. Oh, God. So, ew, get out of here, Anna and Raymond. Wherever you were from. Oh, look, but you like their picture from 2016. Well, yeah, because they were my friends until they weren't anymore. Look at, in 2018? <laughs> well, so, because I lived with them and then they just weren't. Oh, and then the likings stop and they stop after that. Looks like this person hasn't used that. Maybe, they're, maybe they died. Are they still alive? Or they probably just moved on from crappy Facebook. No, they're alive and they're dating the same boyfriend. They're, in, they're both engaged to the boyfriends they had when I was friends with them. So they can have long relationships. That's not an issue. Yeah, I see. They're from Minnesota. They're one of those kind of Midwesterners. One of them. I mean, their parents gave them crap for going with me to Aldi. They were like, why are you shopping there? (laughs) That's where the poor's shop. Never shop there. (laughs) Like, what? That is so odd. That's an odd thing to get mad about. 
was like, why did you go to Aldi? How yeah. Dare you? But they lived like next to me on my floor. Um, these were a lot of people on my dorm floor. I mean, there were definitely a lot of fake friends. My mom was even kind of concerned when these girls were being consistently nice to me and, you know, were willing to live with me because it was like, are we sure they're not just using you type thing? Wow. And they seemed to be very genuine because, like, we had, like, a five, six-year friendship. They came down to the rodeo because they <laughs> liked country music. But, like, they, you know, they met my parents and stuff. Like, Look, the rodeo club right here. Monday <laughs> nights at 7 p.m., y'all. Let's get in. Well, that's it. up here. They have rodeo, too. <laughs> <laughs> they got rodeo. Look at you with your sinus sinuses. Oh yeah, I got my tonsils out freshman year. Oh lord, that's pretty late to get your tonsils out. Well, yeah. That's. I mean, um, I'm not judging. It's just that's that's kind of. I was like, gonna add to sounds, it, and then I just didn't. <laughs> oh well, please do. I, I interrupted you just to judge. No, it's okay. I was just gonna say that, like, another just like lame experiences i was getting bronchitis like over and over and over mm. uh and after i called for like another refill the doctor's nurse was like the doctor wants you to come in because he thinks that this might be more than just bronchitis implying oh. mental health oh oh wow so i got a different doctor <laughs> so i oh you can go to my catfish go back and go to my catfish pictures really? a little bit down further from my graduation that catfish and cali Boom. They bought me a new camera because I was using my iPad to take pictures. <laughs> it's like, don't do that. <laughs> Whoa, I mean, that looks like a nice So camera. I was taking the pictures of the camera like, oh, camera. <laughs> Wait, where's the camera? Oh, well, uh, that's I was, your, I, I, was I was playing with the focus because, you know, back then that's really nice. And, and you're like, hey, we're going to Because look at that, that. old phone. <laughs> Oh, I guess South San Francisco. Is that where he lived in South San Francisco? Must have been. I didn't I didn't have my bearings. You know those people in South San Francisco. <sighs> Jerks. Jerks. I love San Francisco. I really do. I spent some time up there. Not a lot, but some good some some good time. I haven't been back. The furthest uh west I've been is well, I went to Washington State last year. Otherwise oh, no. it was gonna be Colorado and that would be by car. Oh man, Washington State is awesome. I, love I went Washington. to Spokane though, not Seattle, oh, but it was still great. Spokane is great. Spokane has, uh, to, I would say Spokane has Toledo vibes. Like it seems like it's like uh, when I was there, we were van lifing, and it was uh, their art scene was just blowing up, and they were um, they they kind of like it just seemed like uh, industry came and went, and they and it was like one of those towns that sort of and then just left all the red people. Yeah, yeah, and just left. <laughs> Yeah, that too. And it, it it did seem like it just had like a very, um, uh, what was it, uh, like deserted vibe, you know, lots of blight. And uh, but but, you know, like, I, I don't know how it is now. That was a few years back. But it, it, it seemed like it was coming up when we went through it. But I don't know what happened to it now. Who knows what's going on over there. But we're actually going to Seattle here in August because Raina's doing a whole festival out yeah, there. Yeah, so. I, I heard. Yeah, there's there's things happening out there. Grundy Palooza, let's go. Venom's trying to get me to the UK. Uh, who? Venom? Venom. You, you should. I mean, just go. I don't even have a passport. <laughs> oh, man. What, why didn't you get a passport? Why don't you get a passport? I've never needed one. The one time I left the country, we crossed 
uh, the bridge from Michigan into Canada for like a day. And it was right before we needed our passports from Detroit to do that anymore. Was that the ambassador bridge in Detroit? In Detroit? Yeah. Is that where you crossed over? Uh, no, uh, Sault Ste. Marie. Oh, okay. Okay. Nice. Oh. Um, oh, so, Lombard okay. Street. So they, you know, Lombard street. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we have Snake Alley in Burlington, which oh. is just as like it, the windy, whatever windiest or whatever snake at like their level. This one is not better than Snake Alley. So it's <sighs> cool to see the bigger version uh, of it because we also have it's, we have the same road, basically. Roscoe and I drove down it for driver's ed. Ooh, well, now we got to say, hold on, Snake Alley. Hi, Roscoe. What's up, buddy? Good to see you, man. It's been. It's, I think we only communicate on on Instagram. Uh, Snake Alley. Uh, there it is, everyone. So if, if you thought that San Francisco was the only one with a with a with a weird, get out of here, turd. Um, there it is, everybody. Behold, behold, Snake Alley. Is everyone beholding? I don't know if you're beholding hard enough. Uh, my ADHD at, uh, missed that one. Oh, it's okay. Snake Alley sounds like a bad place full of snakes. <laughs> Is there snakes in Snake Alley? I don't think so. Oh, well, that's a letdown. I was really hoping there would be some snakes in there. You had to, like, bat them off with, like, a stick or something. So... Oh my goodness, you're going through the pictures, so that ADHD does away from Hank Williams. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it certainly did. Um. <laughs> so yeah, so 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 you're um. Here, let's go. Let, let's okay. This is this is how people never get anything done. Is they they have the internet open, they got things looking. So let's let's hit this Hank Williams Jr. thing, and then and then we'll then we'll talk about ending. How about that? So what's talk going about- on? What? We'll talk about ending this because uh, we've been going strong here for a bit. Yeah, so. and then you can have me on to talk about the actual peer support. <laughs> what? What? The peer? What? That, sorry, I, I, I just didn't want to like, I because I contributed to taking the actual peer support, the actual mental health that I do oh, now yeah. today. Well, no, well, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about Hank and then let's talk about your peer support because you do offer a service, right? You do sort of. Yeah. You, you so know. I offer one-on-one peer support. So again, a peer, a peer is someone with lived mental health experience. Mm-hmm. Peer support would be a peer using their lived mental health experience to help support others. A peer support specialist is someone who has gone through extra training to essentially learn how to listen to understand, listen without judgment, help um, kind of confront maybe negative thoughts or biases, problem solve, also navigate like health systems and stuff. So mm-hmm. like like figuring out like insurance and just finding different services and resources. And then just kind of in general, like, support oh also helping if you want like to make like a plan to kind of like uh like i call it kind of like a life plan but it's action action planning for prevention and recovery and it's just like you know daily tasks daily moods what do you need to do every day to keep yourself well what are the things you'd like to do to keep yourself well what are the things that you um what are the things that help you when this thing happens and then warning signs of this thing and then what to do when this thing happens and then warning signs of breaking down even more and then 
how to relinquish your control to someone else, but having all of your words so that they don't go to the doctor you don't want. They don't go. They don't tell the people that you don't want them to tell about this thing. Mm. They don't give you the medication that you don't want, and it's all written in your own words. And basically, kind of the goal of it is is kind of to have for when your brain isn't working. And so, like the idea is it, it. And so it's helped me in the sense that, like, if I'm starting to feel off, have I taken my meds? Did I eat? If I didn't eat, I need to consider that that contributes to how I am feeling right now. Yeah. Not so much that like, Oh, clearly I'm hangry. But like, if I'm not hungry and I still haven't eaten, that also could contribute right. um, to what, why am I feeling this way right now? How do I want to feel? What do I need to do to get there? Yeah. <clears throat> that, that, that's so important. I think that that idea, I, I mean, I guess it touches on this <laughs> idea of mindfulness where you're constantly having to be mindful of what's happening to your life. Like yesterday, I was getting a little snappy uh, with with my family, and I was just like, what's going on? Well, I didn't sleep well the night before, and maybe I was hungry. I, I, I couldn't even put my finger on it, but I was able to sort of step back, catch it, and, and address it in my, you know, internally, and be able to sort of, like, get off of that and, and sort of divert away from that. Because oh, so you catch it, check it, change it? Boom! There it is, everybody! Exactly, though. Exactly. I I think that's like um, it was such a huge thing for me to figure out that, uh, you know, you got to really be mindful, present uh, sometimes when you're going through these just because it becomes patterns and habits that you just sort of ingrain in your head and and even being negative, you know, like or, or talking bad about myself. That was like a very, very everyday and occurrence. Feeling like. Even if you talked positively about yourself, it wouldn't matter because you just don't feel like talk. Like that's the biggest thing for me. It's like so I, I, I'm a little bit better now, but I think the thing that makes me different is that I am very aware of how I used to feel mm. when it comes to hearing certain phrases or mm. like it can get better or work on mindfulness or work on these because it's all these words that have no indication of what it feels like to 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 go through or work on or whatever. And so I would, I feel like I always kind of tend to preface, like, I know you, what you're going to hear me say, or what you're hearing me say might be, piss you off or might make you feel uncomfortable or it might be like, Oh no. And it's like, hear me when I say that me doing this or kind of implementing this has gotten me to this part. So instead of just being like, it can get better. And you do that by taking care of your mental health and taking breaks and setting boundaries. And it's like, yeah. I get irritated when I hear just like a phrase of wellness in relation, just like straight off sometimes, because mm. I'm like, I feel like you're not considering all of the things that are in my life right now. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I get that with from my therapist and I'm just like, I don't think you're listening. <laughs> you know, It's like, you're just saying things right now and it's not addressing the issue. Uh, but, but, it, but it is like one of those very important things that you do sort of Once have Once you to get do. on the other side, you're like, right. You get it, and you know what? What was weird? I I like I was in the med. I, I I do meditate still once in a while, but like I was really into meditation, and there would be a mantra where it's like I love myself so I can love other people, and that was my mantra for a long time, and 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 looking in the mirror and literally, I know it sounds so stupid, but it'd be like you're beautiful, you're you're worth it, and, and like saying those affirmations. 
and doing it to me, and especially I'm a cynical, I'm cynical, and I, I, I can be, I can be dark humored, and I can be dark, and I can be hard on myself. But I would just be like, "You idiot! Are you serious? You're gonna sit there and tell yourself that you're, you're okay and you're fine?" But it really, you just call it like I know this isn't in a real thing, but even the self language of "you idiot," you're gonna think this, yeah. even if it was like you are going to give up the thinking about you. You also called yourself an idiot. Exactly. For me, it was also having people around me who supported me enough to where they would point out those times that I would use that language. Stream is unbelievably helpful. It's the free version of peer support because not all, it's not the gen show by any means. Mm. I read everyone else's chat. Sometimes I don't know what to say to someone that says something in chat. But almost often, almost all the time, there's someone else in chat who does have something to offer. And that's what I feel like brings it back to like, we're kind of supporting each other with these lived experiences. And me reading it out, you know, helps them kind of think through it more. But it's like, I feel like it's just this kind of shared collective support, which is, I feel like kind of what I was doing when I was online in that game before, but it was very like unstructured. And I also feel like, you know, if I... After taking this training and after learning about actively listening, <laughs> this is a watercolor bookmark I made that says, I will listen. Ooh. And then it says, care, C-A-R-E, connect and reflect, ask and clarify, respond with support, and examine your understanding. So I heard you say this. So this and this person is confusing you because of this like you know just like certain statements and it helped me I'm, I'm now on the spot where I'm like I want to also help people make sure that they know not only that they need to have certain pillars of support but make sure you have a pillar of support who basically you know can listen to you unbiased and non-judgmentally because it's easy to vent to someone in our lives and they reinforce some of our thoughts that maybe otherwise would need challenged Hmm. and then we don't get much farther and then it's like well are you talking to someone yeah i am well and i'm not saying you need to talk to a professional that's the that's the real thing here is that and and i think that just our lack of listening skills in general comes from not being taught it in school you know like i mean you know they said linda linda listen but they didn't teach us how to listen right right by the way our new dog's name is linda because of that video listen linda listen yeah that that's that's very that's very cute um and so and ultimately the biggest 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 part i don't even remember what i was trying to tie anything to but the biggest 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 part is our feeling words this is what changed everything um So a real quick explanation, and I know I'm kind of sitting in front of it and it's kind of blurry, but the idea is to start identifying where, how you're feeling. And someone's like, what? And I was like, what? So at my peer support training, they were like, we're going to check in and check out of our training with feeling like how we're feeling. And and we're like, huh? Okay, cool. And they're like, there's a feeling word list in your email. Go read through that. Mm. I was like, That was the first time a list of feeling words was put in front of me. There were two pages. One was words for when your needs are met, words for when your needs are unmet. Simply put, the first few days I was reading through it and I would pick kind of like uncomfortable, unsettled. But as I started reading through it more, this has been the most impactful for me is, is 
checking in. I've, I've developed mindfulness, not through meditation so much as like checking in with my feelings in the sense that I started to learn that even though I'm feeling really overwhelmed or really discombobulated, I notice I'm also still feeling optimistic or hopeful. And ever since I was able to like break through that and realize like, there's more than this, this overshadowing heavy feeling like we feel all the things all the time. The only constant in life is change. So our feelings do change. And that has kind of like unlocked this, this mindfulness that I, I, and I don't even call it mindfulness. I don't use that word very often, but this, this thing that I would just want to keep sharing with people because it's so simple and so basic that why has no one else had this many feeling words in front of their face at any one time and been asked how they're feeling? Yeah. Yeah. Period. Like not going beyond, not going into any trauma, not going into any incidents, just simply put, how are you feeling? I want to know the answer. And can you use a word better than good? Fine. Not good, not fine, not alive, not surviving. I'm here. <laughs> right. And, and, but the, like we use those. And so that, and that's where the whole breakfast, oh, wrong one. He, um, that's where the whole breakfast and feelings thing came from because it was like, and it, did you, did you get a chance to listen to the lyrics of that song of my just be you song? No, I'm sorry. I was, I was, I was getting some other stuff prepared for this. It's okay. Program. But there's a but line in there that's like, pick an emotion or make one up while sitting with your coffee in your favorite cup. Let them all out by describing your me- mood. Just don't be lazy and say I'm good. That's a great lyric. Don't be lazy. Yeah. I, but, 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 but my opinion has changed. I'm using the word lazy because now I believe that laziness does not exist. Oh, what, why? Why doesn't laziness exist? Well, let me get my book out with all the sticky notes here. <laughs> laziness does not exist this is what the book says this is a book because laziness is the big lie because hmm. capitalism <laughs> what about them dang old welfare queens collecting essentially, chicks though essentially the like tell that to my you indica. are not being productive right now yeah why Lazy. aren't you producing yeah produce Produce, get to work. What are you doing? If it's written down, it must be true. I know. When I grabbed that book, I realized that that doesn't necessarily justify why I believe that laziness. What, what, what do you think would be a better option than capitalism? I'm just curious. I'm not good at politics. Oh, and I'm, I've also learned that technically it. the idea of capitalism, we in the U.S. don't necessarily use capitalism so much as we use productivism. Mm, yeah, produce, produce, or else you're useless. Capitalism still wrong. cares about their workers' health. Yeah, productivism design. Yeah, because we're we're definitely it's definitely built on the back of like literal like slaves in China and stuff. So it's not it's not the greatest. <laughs> Anyways, we don't have to go down that road. We, we we can stick to laziness. But so so what is laziness then? If it's not if it's not a if it's a if it's a myth. It's executive dysfunction. It's being overwhelmed or underwhelmed. It's being burnt out. It's needing rest when your body chooses to rest. Because rest is part of the human experience. Wow. 
Did you know that humans are only productive for about three and a half hours a day? I've forced or myself. Or on average. Oh, on average, I could see that. I've forced myself through those. <laughs> for- exactly. I'm going to force this. <laughs> I'm doing it. Even if I don't want to do it, I'm just, I'm doing it. Ugh. Um, and I don't, I, 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 I know we're getting, I, I just, I looked at this stupid paper that I have to call DHS for the end of the day. And so I just started when I moved the, the paper to get the book and now I'm just thinking about the time and stuff. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. Well, we can end soon. I know, I know, I know we, we we're hitting that mark. So, um, yeah, but please finish your thoughts. Um, well, thoughts about laziness or thoughts about the peer supports? <laughs> Either one. I mean, I mean, I, I think it, I think it all ties together though, right? Like, so I guess like I bring up that laziness does not exist book and I brought up the chop wood, carry water book. And I have another book called sit down to rise up mm. how to, uh, how self care, how, how self care can change the world. Hmm. And if you think about it, it's like, oh, self-care, self, self, self. And I can change the world by caring about myself? Me? <laughs> oh, but we were never taught that we even had time to do that. No, it's get what back to What we consider work. self-care is actually self-recovery. Yeah. We are not preventative here. Yeah, no, we, we've definitely been taught to, like, just s- subvert those feelings and, and just ke- keep on producing. You're not tired. Just keep going. Just keep going. T- drink your coffee. Drink some coffee and, and get get back to it because you, you you're not producing enough here, folks. You got. And so I guess like with with all of that, what I've just kind of been doing is, I don't know, collecting resources. I love being a resource. Uh, the reason my community is called the Art Hub is um, my last name is Hubs, so that's where the two Bs for hub comes from. But it's it kind of made me realize that like I am a hub of different resources, whether it's connecting you to different people or things. And I think it's a neurodivergent thing too, to hear something, not know it, and then go look it up. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. to say like not other people don't do that. And I don't mean just words, but it's like you hear something and you're like, I don't know what that is. And then you go sp- spend time looking it up. Yeah. And um I, I, I didn't realize that other people don't do that. And so I have realized that, okay, that is another thing that is like helpful. And so I just, I like to share different resources. I don't have all the answers at all. Um, but I guess just like kind of basically between like using my own experiences and, and supporting, but also confronting people's thoughts about themselves. And I guess when I said earlier that like, I don't have expectations for pretty much anyone anymore, it's is is really true in the sense that I I want to meet you where you are. I'm not expecting you to know any more than what I do, and I'm not expecting you to know more. I, I'm I don't know why I was saying that like that because it's not. But like I'm meeting you where you are, and I'm not expecting you to be anything more than you are. I guess, and I just want to like, you know, hear you from where you're at and how can I help you move forward? And even if that just includes being able to like make this call, I've gotten really big about, and I think maybe it's the sensitivities and the overwhelm that has made me just start breaking literally everything down. Like to the point where I have this thing where I do this accomplishment jar and I did it last year for a full year. So I was successful, but what it was, was 
productivity, being alive, being awake, going to the bathroom, brushing your teeth, washing your hair, checking the mail, taking out the trash, all require energy. And all of those things are productive. Sitting up in bed instead of laying down is productive. And so I took that and I decided that I wanted to make a physical reminder that even though I feel like I I didn't hit 3000 followers or I didn't launch my website like I had planned or all of these big goals that I didn't do last year, I still had an entire full jar of accomplishments and things that I did do. Yeah. Oh, I feel like I didn't do anything today. Okay, I'm going to go right down and all the things that I know I did do. I unloaded the dishwasher. I checked the mail. I I walk my cat twice a day now simply because I acknowledge that it gets me moving. And that's all I like if as long as I'm moving, it doesn't really matter. Um, And so I just I feel like I've just broken things down so much more simpler for me. And so because of that, that has been helpful to others because it's helping them realize things that they didn't know that they needed support with. Yeah, it was just kind of there before maybe making a difference, but they've already numbed that difference because it's just been there they're used to it now they don't know what it feels like to potentially be supporting something that you haven't been paying attention to because you've just been trying to survive because you have to pay to live yeah i i kind of you know like when you say i have no expectations i think mine comes from more of a negative uh, angle where it's just like i i don't i don't have any expectations for the world because my expectations have already been sort of obliterated over the years so like i just i don't allow you know i don't allow i empathize a lot with the hurt yeah i think yeah and and that's great and and you know and and me too me too like just from what i do and what i've chosen to do having to get a day job in this last you know year or so it's like i've worked at a homeless shelter and now i work with older people you know at a retirement home so it's like these these things that i'm drawn to now is this like well i'm I'm just sort of here for the forgotten and for the overlooked and and like that's what i I, in fact it's funny that you say that for the forgotten i like to also say like i'm here for the people who fall through the cracks but also the people who might get kicked out of all the other chats <laughs> i've untrolled a couple of people and uh, i've also had people who came in that majority of my chat at that time thought were trolling me hmm. but i talked through what they were communicating because i just felt that there and, and both of these people have been in my community over a year and a half now that's awesome. and they've you know learned boundaries shared all their milestones of their life and stuff but they came in hot van <laughs> hammer hot but i don't want to let them go just another place yeah if they're gonna get kicked out of all the other chats let me at least try right i know it doesn't always work but so when when you said the forgotten i like that that's definitely something that i and like as a mobile crisis worker you know we got called out sometimes to the to the say to the halfway house which is really actually a large building with a ton of locks and it's basically a prison anyway for um you know sexual predators who are having suicidal thoughts yeah everyone else thinks theirs don't matter what doesn't matter like of course they're having like you know their life still matters too and i i know that you know that that breaks into a lot but like on the down surface like i'm 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 here for the people where they are to just help you feel better. Jenny, did you just say all lives matter? No, I'm just joking. I'm sorry. That was a bad joke. <laughs> well, I felt like I almost, because there's been a couple times where people have reacted and they're like, you give room for sexual predators? 
Yeah. They did that. Yeah, we're we're a, literally a world of hurt people hurting people, and and until someone starts teaching us emotion regulation skills, what do you expect? Yeah, I, I'd love for people to not do that, but please consider all of the environments and just everything. Like, what do we expect with what we have right now? I'd love to expect more, but. Until I can give them what they may have needed that they didn't get. So I don't know. It, it It's hard. Because then I also know that I'm like kind of going in the space of it, so, like defending homeless people versus defending like a sexual predator. Like some might be, you know, well, of course, we can love the homeless person more than the sexual predator. But it's like, where, why did they get to that point? What brought them here? How did they get to this point? Yeah. What happened in their past that got them here? You, you also, and here's the other thing, those lines blur real easily because there's a lot, working in the shelter is like you find out there's a lot of sexual predators who are homeless and yeah. who's had their lives destroyed by, you know, by felony charges and, and, and just, you know, a long time ago they made a mistake or, or they got caught in a, in a situation that, that, that they might not have been aware of or whatever the situation is. <laughs> I even have a friend who I didn't even realize <laughs> I didn't even realize that he was on the registry until nope. later on. And I was like, oh, frick, I've developed a relationship with someone who I don't know if I want people to know that I'm associated with them. Like, oh, but I got to know them, got to yeah. talking to them. And then it, like a few months later, they were telling me about this required therapy that they went through. But he literally explained how he learned how he had groomed that girl, even though he didn't think he did. Wow. And he was able to explain to me how he realized, like, so we got to give space for those people. Yeah. Yeah. Some people don't even realize what they're doing. And they're not even, they're not even mindful enough to understand what's going on and, or educated. Not to ignorant. like, you know, take it deep or go into like the really intense ones, but it's just like, I, I want to be able to love everybody. And if we want to go down the religious route, cause I was raised religious, isn't that what God wants anyway? <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. God, God, God is supposed to be an embodiment of love, and and if that's what God is, you know, then then yeah, we're supposed to be in in their image, and uh, yeah, that that's the. Uh, I, I think you know, God or not, love is the love. Love is the key, right? All you need is love. It's uh, it's just love, empathy, and understanding. You got to kind of, you really do have to. Uh, you really do have to love yourself in order to see that as well. And and I'm starting to like myself. I'm starting to be fond of myself. I don't know if I'm love myself, but I'm having I'm more fond of myself these days. Were you in chat today by chance? I wasn't. No, I was modding. We over did it right an now. actually we did a really, really cool activity, something I haven't really done before. So this person, this creator, this will be kind of my last thing. So this creator sure. that I really like, self-love rainbow, she makes these like workbooks, worksheets, really pretty graphics. Well, there's this bright yellow background, just a little sketch in it of a like a piece of paper and it says five things I love about myself and then like a little pen next to it and I was like I like this and I don't really want to do this on my own so I took it I put community uh community version some community version something of that and I took it on stream and we basically spent time and I was like okay guys let's fill this up and we 
talked and some people were like, I don't really know what to say. And then they kind of gave like a half one and then they kind of got deep. Like, so I think we were all feeling pretty refreshed and, and uplifted after that activity today. And I think that it was also very difficult for some people too, but we got through it and it was just really neat to see because it is hard to, I guess, you know, love yourself depending on this, that, and the other thing. But it was nice today to take a moment and at least try to pick out things that we do love about ourselves. Yeah. Now, I, and I think that's that, that that that's a first of all, that's a great way to end. And also, just just look, love yourself. Look in the mirror today and just be like, hey, give yourself a wink, blow yourself. Be a kind kiss. to your mind and give yourself kind sight rather than using your hindsight. Blow kind sight says, what did I need to learn from this rather than why did I do that? Yeah. Yeah, no, I, uh, it's, a it's, it's a very important thing that I've had to learn that, which again, I used to think was stupid. Like pff, that's dumb, you know, like, what do you mean? Love myself. I'm here. I clearly, I love myself or I wouldn't be here. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. All right. Well, Jenny, how can people get a hold of you? How can people schedule a one-on-one peer support session? Yes. How can So um, you can book either through my website, which is thearthub.com or uh, the art hub with two B's. So A-R-T-H-E-A-R-T-H-U-B-B.com. Um, or you can also book that on uh, Kofi or coffee the kofi mm. website um and that's that's on my link tree as well which is in the chat yeah. um my link tree is link tree with the dot ee the art hub same thing um and then otherwise i'm also jenny for on the other social medias yeah and and if you're just listening on the audio side of this make sure you go check out the show notes and make sure that you're clicking around and if you're feeling like you need some help and you want to talk to somebody and you're and you're looking for something uh an alternative uh to 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 uh, i suppose traditional therapy and and all that and you're looking for hit jenny up make sure you do that and remember to love yourself folks remember to love yourself that's a very important thing if we could take away anything have love for yourself so you can love other folks because we got we, we need more of it in this world with all the crazy stuff that's going on right now. Thank you so much, Jenny. I really, really appreciate you coming on the show and sharing your truths and your cat and 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 your and your and your fam. And your Twitch fam and all that stuff. Again, you can find Jennifer on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Jennifer. That's J-E-N-N-Y-F-U-R-H. You can also find a link tree link in the show notes that'll take you to her uh, to her art hub, which you can go and be a part of her community. You can book a, a peer support session. You can uh, check out her merchandise. She has all kinds of stuff going. You can find her cat her monster cat named after monster cheese <laughs> and uh yeah go do that go support jenny uh she is just a lovely human being so i i really appreciated uh your time jenny so thank you again uh okay guys that's about enough of me i gotta go pick up my medication all this mental health talk i gotta go get my meds i gotta go, go pick them up at the pharmacy and get my meds and, and get my life on track or keep it on track as i should say these meds are working great ADHD is is, 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 who knew, who knew ADHD the whole fucking time. 
All right, friends. Uh, have a wonderful uh, weekend. Uh, be good to your fellow human beings. HJs for everybody. I'll see you next week. Bye-bye.